0: The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball. Today's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sasi, call 330-830-9760. The Apple Creek Bank. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. PNC Bank, the Fredericksburg American Legion, Clayzak Kitchens, Yoder Builders, and also by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek, Shaw Brothers Farms, and the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Wayndale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball is a presentation of Ultimate Sports Talk. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. Live from Huntington Park in Columbus, Ohio. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of Waynedale Golden Bears baseball here today. It is the state semifinals for Division Three Baseball. And today the Waynedale Golden Bears making their first appearance in the Final Four in Columbus with a twenty five and five record winners of the regional tournament a week ago today are taking on the Clear Fork Colts, the darlings of the media and of course Destiny's Child in this tournament. They came in with a record of 19-12 and on the year playing out of the Ohio Cardinal Conference. I'm Dave Mitchell, glad to have you along this afternoon and joining us today to do today's broadcast is our guest Patrick Mitchell. Pat, you've played baseball, basketball, football for the Bears. When you look at this as a member of the alumni, you've got to say this is really a special thing to view.
1: Yeah, just uh, super exciting uh, to see a team, to uh, a full team, to be able to make it down to Columbus and in any sport. You know, we've had individuals that have been able to, to make it down in wrestling, and you know they have their team tournament as well, but Um, You know, just just for a sport to be able to come down here as a team and um, to compete at this level, it's, it's very exciting.
0: Well, and another thing we want to announce that Patrick is a new father. (laughs) Piper Rain was born on Wednesday night, so I've got a new grandkid. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Baby and mother are doing just fine for anybody that is interested. But now let's turn our attention towards baseball. Pat, the big thing about this is, yeah, it's a big stadium. Yeah, it's a AAA stadium. But the thing that you've got to remember, and I'm going to take a little diatribe out of the movie Hoosiers, the base paths are still 90 feet apart. The pitcher's mound to home plate is still 60 feet 6 inches. And as we were talking before we went on the air, the Dimensions at this park are not that much different than Ducky Schroeder Stadium in Maslin for the regional tournament a week ago.
1: No, it's, uh, you know, really, if you look at it, the the bigger, just sitting here looking at it, the outfield looks a little bit bigger. But, you know, when you look at the dimensions, as you said, they're very similar um, to where the Bears just played. Um, last week for the regionals in Massland. So um, I think once the Bears realize that, that the throws are the same and um, the bases are the same, then I think they'll be just just fine.
0: The only difference may be the hitting background in center field. Of course, in all the AAA and the minor league parks and in major league baseball, you've got the, the black background to hit against. And in most high school parks, you don't have that. This is going to be an advantage, I think, probably not to the Bears. But, I mean, just for any team coming in and playing today, it's going to be a a new thing to behold. Yeah, that'll be something um,
1: they may notice that they may not. You know, another thing, too, to go along with that that we didn't really touch on is the backstop. Um, The backstop is farther back than uh, what the Bears play at, definitely further back than at Maslin. um, And it doesn't have that brick wall like at Maslin either, so... Um, it's really important for both catchers to be on their game, uh, defensively to make sure there's no pass balls, especially when runners are on base.
0: Well, the Bears are making their first trip, as we said, into the final four here, their first state championship or state uh, attempt at a state championship. They're winners of their 18 of their last 19. They did it with a 13 to 8 victory last week over Elyria Catholic in eight innings. They were down six to two in the fourth, but clawed back to within six to five in the seventh. Rydenbaugh nowhere to go for Dharma fall It's three and one. Bases loaded, two outs. Reidenbaugh is going to get a good hitter's pitch here. The line by Dharma fall The pitch, outside ball, four games tied! Dharma fall walks Rydenbaugh, and the game is tied as Wanzik comes home to score, and it is all knotted up at six apiece. Then, in the eighth inning, the Bears struck goal. Browning goal, that is. Jarrett came in hitting 333. He has struck out twice in the ball game. Came home to tie, tie the game in the last inning. That pitch gets the ball away. Here comes Spidey down on the plate. He's going to slide in for this go-ahead run. The wild pitch gives the runner, and McClure doesn't look at anybody. And now Camacho rounds second, and he's going to go to third. The Bears lead the ball game seven to six on the wild pitch as Spidel comes home to score and Camacho goes all the way from first to third. Strasbaugh into the batter's box and the 2-2 pitch. That pitch swung on and grounded to third. Strip mailer, now Leparo comes in, he's gonna throw to second. Not in time! They pulled him off the bag and the Bears scored another run as coming home from third is Camacho and they lead it now eight to six. And Manny Camacho, who was in in the ballgame pitching in the seventh inning, stayed in in the eighth, and after giving up two runs, slammed the door. And the Bears are a strike away from the final four. Could you even have thought about this at the beginning of the year? Camacho, 0-2, and the pitch. Swung on, lined to short, picked up by Strasbaugh, flips the second in the championship of the region, belongs to the Waynedale Golden Bears. And they mob themselves behind the mound as the Bears will go to the Final Four and play next Friday afternoon. Clearfork's going for their second state title in seven years, but although, Pat, the one thing about it is Clearfork may have won the state championship back in 2010. This is a totally different team, totally different coach. Everything is different about this team, so you really can't say that they've got the experience on their side. No, you can't, and that was the first
1: time that they were down to the, the state tournament as well. Um, really, the only thing uh, experience that they would have is the fact that as little kids, they probably they may have came down and watched the game,
0: um, but
1: that you know isn't really too much of an advantage to, to either team.
0: Clearfork beat Archbold in the regional final last Friday, four to three. And on a personal note, I was a little disappointed that Archbold didn't get down here because of the fact that my old JV basketball coach was their head baseball coach. And Dick Sogo it would have been like old home week for me down here, and you down here for Waynedale. It would have been fun to do an Archbold. Uh, Wayne ball game, but nonetheless, we've got Clear Fork and Wayne Dale playing here this afternoon. Rusty Staub is their head coach. They have had outstanding pitching throughout this entire tournament. In their five tournament games, they have given up just nine runs. And their trip to the final four began with a win over Cyrus four to one. Then they beat Crestview four to three, Galleon four to one, Eastwood nine to one, and then Archibald last week in the regional finals four to three. They are experienced in close games, but if you score four runs against this team, you might have a very good shot at winning. And, Bub, tell me, I am mistaken, is that Norm Baker going to umpire behind home plate today?
1: Um, I don't believe it is. Uh, oh. I, I saw the umpires
0: walking in earlier,
1: <laughs> and uh, he wasn't one of them.
0: All right, Rusty Staub in his second tenure as coach of the Colts. He did not win the state title back in 2010. He was on a leave of absence. Justin McDowell in his second year, and today the... Pitchers for the game for Clear Fork, it will be the freshman 6'5", Mitch Doolin, against 6'1", Marcus Schlebaugh, who is 9-0 on the year. We'll be back to go over what's happened today and talk to both coaches. We'll do that right after this initial timeout.
1: Hi, I'm Clark Kellogg. Have you ever thought about what makes high school sports so great? High school sports are great because of our coaches who not only teach the game, but also teach lifelong skills like hard work, teamwork, sportsmanship, and citizenship. High school sports are great because they keep things in the proper perspective. It's great to strive to be the best and to try to win, but high school sports also strive to develop the best students, the best teammates, and the best leaders of tomorrow. High school sports are great because they are truly about community, bringing students, parents, and alumni together the way only a sporting event can. The privilege of participating in high school sports is one of the most exciting experiences of a young person's life. So please show your support
0: because high school sports are great.
2: This message presented by the Ohio
0: High
3: School Athletic Association.
0: Welcome back to Huntington Park here in Columbus before this Division Three state semifinal game between the Wayndale Golden Bears and the Clearfork Colts. Marcus on 9-0 on the year, dealing for the Bears. He's warming up down the left field side in the bullpen. There is track activity going on today, and for Wayndale, their seniors Denise Mackamer and Junior Sandy Ice are participating in the state pole vault competition at Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium in Columbus. That's also going on at 1 o'clock today. But we're going to try to keep you up to date on what they do. In yesterday's softball action, bad news for the Hillsdale Lady Falcons as they fell to Strasburg two to nothing. So they fell out of the tournament with a record of 24 and 4. That means Strasburg moves into tomorrow's D4 championship game against Convoy Crestview. Strasburg 25 and 6 on the year. Convoy Crestview at 25 and 4. Elsewhere yesterday in the D3 semis, it was Wheelersburg beating Johnstown Monroe 1 to nothing and South Range out of Canfield beat Milan Edison 7 to 1. Now yesterday in baseball activity, that perennial powerhouse up in Northwest Ohio in Division 2 Defiance, the Bulldogs won over Steubenville last night 6 to 1. They're 28 and 2 on the year and they will play Hamilton Baden tomorrow, 21 and 10. They beat Poland Seminary yesterday, 8 to 3. Now, elsewhere in Division 1, it was Cincinnati LaSalle beating Solon 5 to 4, and Pickerington North won over Cleveland St. Ignatius in 8 innings, 5 to 3. And earlier this morning, well, Pat, Highland did their part to participate in what could be the dream matchup tomorrow at 4 o'clock in the state championship game. They shut out Versailles 3 to nothing. Eric Mullets consecutive scoreless inning streak continues and now they're in the D3 championship game at four o'clock against the winner of this one.
1: Yeah, obviously uh, being a, a close school to the Wayndale district and, and neighboring and uh, a lot of these kids know each other as we found out uh, through the past week so um, that's something that, that they're going to be excited about uh, but they got to focus on today. Um, you know, worry about tomorrow after the game um, but they got the uh, green and white of Clear Fork to worry about today.
0: We'll be back to talk with Rusty Staub, the head coach of the Clear Fork Colts, and Justin McDowell of the Waynedale Golden Bears. We'll do that right after this timeout. The Major League Baseball season has begun, and that can mean only one thing. What's that? Why, the return of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com, of course. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I as we return for our sixth season to discuss the goings-on with the Cleveland Indians and Cincinnati Reds. Every Monday night at 9 p.m., Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories surrounding the game. Join us this coming Monday night at 9 for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show only on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Schools around Ohio take their sports very seriously. A possible concussion is also something to take very seriously. It's the law of the land with the passage of Ohio House Bill 143. This is Randy Reinhart with a reminder that OHSAA member schools and all youth sports organizations must follow state law when a possible concussion has been sustained. Please remember that multiple concussions in a short amount of time can be fatal. For symptoms and the OHSAA's concussion policy, log on to
2: OHSAA.org and click on Sports Medicine.
0: We are in downtown Columbus at Huntington Park for this D3 semifinal game between Waynedale and the Fork Colts. It is a beautiful day for baseball and we are about set to get this one underway. The Colts had just three hits in their win over Archbold on Friday. In fact their team batting average is actually under 300 but their pitching has been great this year. Fork has given up just nine runs in five tournament games, and it's been a seasons of ups and downs for the Colts. So their coach Rusty Staub had to put pressure on his team. Okay, so this
4: we kind of really had to sell it to the kids because the kids, you know, no one likes to lose, and you know, and we were losing, and but we started to play some, you know, we really got ourselves picked up, and we beat newer Catholic. And then we beat Centerberg, who's a good division three school. And we kind of started to look and go, well, we know what Bucyrus has. We know what Crestview has. We've already played Galleon. And, and so we, we kind of, you know, sold it on ourselves that, hey, we can do this. And then once we got to regional, we just played really good ball and we capitalized on a lot of mistakes that, that the teams were making. So, you know, here we are.
0: And the Colts are here, but, if you look at this ball club, do they stack up with the Wayne Dale Golden Bears? Stop. Talked about that also.
4: They have team speed. Um, you know, they, they played the Hillsdales and the Loudonvilles and the Norwaynes and the Triways and, and so, you know, we've got a, a decent scouting for what you can do in two days, but I think they're very beatable and I think that they're probably saying the same thing about us, but you know, when you're, when you're at Huntington Park, who knows what's going to happen?
0: Absolutely. The Colts, 19 and 12 on the year. They were 6 and 8 this year in the OCC. The Bears 25 and 5. They finished in first place in the Wayne County Athletic League. Coach Justin McDowell in just his second year as the coach of the Bears at 38 and 19. And we talked about just what the Bears have to accomplish here this weekend at Huntington Park with Justin McDowell yesterday. Justin, first of all, like we talked about last week in the in the regionals, you've gone someplace where you're not accustomed to going. how do you expect the kids to react now to this? You're gonna go out before the game and measure the base paths and the pitchers' bound and everything to let them know it's still the same.
3: Yeah. I think there'll be an initial shock for them. There's no doubt about that. I mean, playing in a stadium that big um, be a little bit different. You know, I'm sure there'll be a good crowd there, even though it won't look, you know, might not look like it with all the thousands of seats. But you know, it's exciting, and that's the big thing is everything's exactly the same. You know, I've I've luckily had the opportunity. I played at Jacobs. Field three times, Um, and initially, I remember I I actually started the game and I threw the first pitch. and I looked up and, you know, looking at the big stadium and I'm in a stadium. But I think it makes it more fun, and obviously the field's going to play great. I think that that comes to our advantage. I know it'll be smooth, it'll be fast, and I think that does help us out because you know we had a couple bad hops in in Maslin that, you know, did hurt us a little bit. But I I think our defense will definitely be better in in that stadium.
0: You talk about Jacobs Field. Imagine if it would have been the old Municipal Stadium, (laughs) but. All right, let's talk baseball. <laughs> Clearfork, what do you know about this Colts team?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they're on a great run. I mean, I'm I'm sure not a lot of people expected them to go this far. I'm not sure what their seed was in their district. Um, but, you know, they're they're playing good defense. They're pitching it. You know, they're scoring just enough runs to, to win. We know they you know, throw a variety of guys. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on the base pass, bunting, things like that. So, you know, we're definitely going to play good defense. And hopefully what we saw in the regionals, you know, what we saw in the districts with playing four really good teams will prepare us for it. I know you had a big scouting report on Berkshire and then you talked to some people about Elyria Catholic. Have you been able to find out any information about Clear Fork at all from anyone? Yeah, our assistant coaches, once again, they've done a great job with that. I've kind of focused on the administrative side of it um, mm-hmm. today or to this, this past week, but they've gotten a lot out on them. You know, we got their stats. We got all that stuff. We, you know, their last couple games, their last couple lineups, a lot of things that can help us. And I do think with our players, that kind of puts them at ease. If we say, all right, this guy's got wheels, you know, you got to get rid of it and he's, you know, he's a guy that could bunt. So that kind of puts them at ease. What to expect and and we have a pretty good scouting report on them pretty good feel on them um and you know that that definitely i think helps everyone and 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 can make you feel a little more comfortable out there
0: baseball players and coaches and managers are all creatures of habit you've gone with marcus schlebaugh in the first game of each tournament it's not going to change here in the state did you have any thought at all about
3: switching things up um, you know, I've had a lot of people ask. A lot of people give advice on that, and honestly, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it, and I've had, you know, I've I've personally never had any experience with it, but I've heard people's stories of, you know, they save their number two. They you know they saved their number one for the championship game, and they never got to the championship mm-hmm. game. And you know, we're not overlooking Clear Fork at all. I've said that a couple times. Um, and you know, once again, you get to the championship game, and anything can happen. You know, that's that's what we're that's our goal. We're going to focus on Clear Fork. Um, you know, we'll figure out who we play, obviously, before, and you know, hopefully we take care of business. We'll see who wins the Highland um, or sales game. But, you know, we're not overlooking them. You know, they play in a tough conference. They have a really tough schedule, and obviously they're on a pretty good run as well.
0: This team has won in
3: different ways all
0: the way down here, slugfest, pitchers, duels. Is there any key or rhyme or reason that you can see as to what will happen in, in the game against Clairefort?
3: Well, hopefully we're visitors again. We seem to be visitors yeah. in the last, geez, the last five games we've played, we've been visitors. But um, I think that when we score early, it's really big. When we score early, it makes everyone feel more comfortable. I know our pitchers, I know Mark, that's really important for him. But when we do score early, it seems like everyone kind of calms down a little bit, goes out there and plays the game. And as a pitcher, that makes your life so much easier. You know, you don't have to shut them out. You know that, you know, it doesn't have to all be on you. And, you know, obviously we scored two in the first against Berkshire when Marcus was on the mound and that would have been good enough to win. Um, you know, we ended up winning six to one. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening. You know, that's a big scratch to run across in the first. We're going to try to do that. I know a lot of coaches don't like to bunt and do those types of things in the first inning. Uh, Any way you can get a lead um, I think is pretty important. So, Good luck today. Yep, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sasi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values... Their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa De Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa De Sassi today, 330-830-9760. Just a beautiful day for baseball, like we've said, here at Huntington Park for this Division Three state semi-final game. Highland has done their part. They won earlier this afternoon 3 to nothing. Pat, I know the dream matchup that everybody wants, everybody in Central Ohio would love to see the Golden Bears play the Hawks tomorrow at 4.
1: Yeah, as we talked a little bit about before, uh, neighboring community, a lot of the kids, especially uh, southern Wayne County that uh, attend Wayndale, know each other. Um, so, as I said to you, I think uh, most of Wayne and Holmes County would probably make the trip down here to see that. So uh, hopefully the Bears can do their part as well and make
0: that happen. Well, it's a good crowd. 10,100 people can sit in this stadium at Huntington Park. And I would say that it's probably about 40% filled for this afternoon's game. Bright sunshine and people are huddling, huddling underneath the overhangs here at Huntington Park. It is just a one level affair. Let's check the batting orders for this afternoon's ball game. Starting out for the Wayne Golden Bears who are the visiting team on the scoreboard today and they'll bat first. Nick Strassball will lead things off with a 385 batting average playing short. Ryan Weaver is in left field. He's batting 317, batting second. Evan Rydenbaugh Batting 404, tied for the team lead. He's playing center field and Evan is batting third and he is tied for the team lead in batting with the cleanup man, Shane Weaver, who's also batting 404 on the year. Aaron Spidell is batting fifth. He's the catcher hitting 390. Marcus Schlebaugh, today's pitcher, will bat sixth. He's hitting 315. Colton Purdy is at second base, batting 192, but he's got 20 RBIs on the year. So he comes up with big hits. On the season. He's playing second and batting seventh. Steven Spidell is the DH today. He is hitting for Manny Camacho. Steven, 289 on the year, batting eighth. And Jarrett Wanzick is the number nine hitter, batting 325. And he'll play right field. So it's Strassball, Weaver, and Rydenball, the top three. Shane Weaver, Aaron Spidell, Marcus Schleyball, the middle three. Purdy, Steven Spidell, and Jarrett Wanzick are the bottom three to face the freshman. Mitch Doolin, 6'5", about 215 pounds, and he has got what appears to be a decent fastball. But I'll tell you what, Patrick, when you look at a coach like Rusty Staub going with a freshman in a state semifinal game, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah, uh,
1: He's obviously got to have a lot of confidence in, in the freshman um, but I'm sure he's got some nerves out there uh, just being a freshman and, and uh, being his obvious first trip to Huntington Park as, as well as a lot of these kids. But
0: um, I'm sure there's nerves all around, but I would guess it is extra for him. Unfortunately, we did not get any stats cooperation from Clearfork, so we cannot tell you what his record is this year. Nick Strasbaugh, though, the right-handed hitter, he steps in, the third baseman. Ock is playing in on the grass at third and that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball and we are underway 80 degrees in Columbus, Ohio. 1-0 the count to Nick Strasbaugh and here we go in this D3 semifinal game. Nick, the 1-0, that pitch swung on and fouled over near the first base side coming over is Clark the catcher and he basket catches it over near the first base dugout for the first out of the inning. So Strasbaugh fouls out to the catcher And there's one away, and it brings up Ryan Weaver.
1: Just watching the first few pitches uh, out there for Doolin and watching the uh, mile-per-hour clock out here, it seems like he throws about 75-76. So obviously the Bears have seen faster than that, uh, so they shouldn't have any problems with timing.
0: Just a gorgeous facility. Ryan Weaver steps into the batter's box, hitting 317 with one down, and he takes that pitch at the letters for a called strike. 3.25 3.25 down the left field side, 3.10 down the right field side, but about a 19-foot fence down the right field side. 3.65 up the gaps, 4.05 to dead center field, and the one pitch, that's a curveball that hangs upstairs to Weaver, 1-1 one and one the count. Weaver, as we've said, has the distinction of being hit by the most pitches this year, leads the team in being hit by pitches with 16 on the year. One away here in the first. And the 1-1 swung on, fly ball out to right field, going back to right fielder Bailey, in medium deep right field, in front of the warning track, grabs it for the second out of the inning.
1: Nice little swing there by, uh, by Weaver. I don't think we'll see too many people testing that <laughs> right field fence, and putting anything over that today.
0: No, it's, uh, about 328 is the poke if you hit it over the 318 fence, considering the fact that it is 19 feet high. Two-way, and it brings up Evan Ridenbaugh, batting four oh four and that pitch is a curveball at the knees for a strike. So far, what I've seen out of Doolin, Pat, is that he's trying to mix things up.
1: Yeah, probably a good thing, especially with a freshman pitcher. You probably want to throw uh, what you got in your arsenal just to get a feel for it for the rest of the game.
0: And the one that pitch is lined into center field for a base hit by Ridenbaugh, so the first hit of the ball game belongs to Evan, and that is a welcome sign because... He struggled in the regional tournament. He's on with a base hit, and it brings to the plate Shane Weaver.
1: Yeah, you are correct. He, he definitely did struggle, um, but put a, put a good little poke onto that one. Uh, looked like he uh, dueling hung a curveball to him.
0: So holding him close will be Clank. We'll check the defense for you for Clear Fork here after this pitch. Weaver hitting 404 on the year. 24 RBIs. Rydenbaugh gets a short lead off first base. He's holding. That pitch is swung on and grounded a second right off the mound. Bobbled by the second baseman Bortram, but he flips it to the shortstop. Boyer covering the bag, and that'll do it for the Bears here in the opening half inning of play. No runs, one hit for the Bears. They leave no man on, and as we head to the bottom of the first, it's Waynedale, nothing. Clear for it, Coming to bat. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people and businesses that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. Shop local. Eat local. Bank local. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned. Community driven. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. No scores. We head to the bottom of the first inning. Dave Mitchell, Patrick Mitchell back here on Ultimate Sports Talk bringing you this D3 State Semifinal game. Let's check the batting order for the Clear Four Colts. Leading off will be Thomas Staub. He's in center field. He leads their team with 20 stolen bases on the year. Hunter Boyer will play second, or play short, I should say, excuse me, and bat second. Luke Clark leads the team in RBIs. He's the catcher batting third. He has 29 ribbies. Shane Clank is the first baseman with twenty-two RBIs on the year. Gavin Bailey playing right field batting fifth. Jared Smith, the DH today for Rick Bortram. He'll bat sixth. Hunter Ock, the third baseman, bats seventh. Mitch Doolin bats eighth, and he's the pitcher. And batting ninth in left field will be Caleb Marandino. So once again for Clearfork, it is Staub, Boyer, and Clark, the top three. Clank, Bailey, and Smith, the middle three. Ock, Doolin, and Marandino. The bottom three to face Marcus Schlebaugh, 9-0 on the year. In 11 appearances, this will be his 12th. Two saves, he's got a 0.85 ERA. In 66 innings, he's given up 52 hits, 14 runs, 8 of them earned. He struck out 78 and walked only 11. And Marcus, the Bears' chances here in this D3 semifinal game rest on his right arm and he'll Throw the first pitch against left-handed hitting Thomas Staub, and that pitch is a strike over the inside corner. schleybaugh puts it right down at the knees, 0 one
1: And with Marcus, uh, we're probably predominantly going to see a lot of fastballs. He just likes to work the corners and and change the eye level a little bit.
0: schleybaugh into the wind and the pitch. That pitch is low and outside for a ball. Tried to tempt him, 1-1 one one the count for the Bears defensively. It's Weaver in left, right and in center, Wanza can right. Camacho at third, Strasbaugh at short, Purdy at second, Weaver at first. Aaron Spidel behind the plate. And Marcus Schlebaugh deals the 1-1 pitch to the plate to stop. He swings and fouls it straight back against the screen. And the count is now 1-2. and two. He had a good cut on that fastball, but just missed underneath it. Wind blowing out towards right field here at Huntington Park spacious outfield and Justin McDonald thought that was to the advantage of the Bears because of their speed and the one-two pitch that's a fastball low and outside Aaron Spidell held the pose but did not get the call
1: yeah just just a bit outside Uh, Aaron tried to work the umpire but uh, I think that was probably a good call
0: two and two to the leadoff man for the Colts and now he'll step back Colts are wearing their black uniforms, and an interesting note about that, Rusty Staub, their coach, said that they went back to the 2010 seniors, got those black uniforms out, and they've been wearing them in the tournament ever since. Those are the same uniforms that they wore in the 2010 state championship season. That pitch is outside. And the count now is full at 3-2. and two. And this is not unusual out of schleba Bub, because... He tends to struggle in the first inning of games. Yeah, we, we've
1: seen that before, but again, only 11 walks on the year. Uh, I would imagine he'll probably get something in the zone here.
0: And the payoff pitch to the leadoff man here in the first. Swung on and missed. Strike right three. So Schleybaugh went right after Staub. Delivers the strikeout. One away here in the first. And it brings up Hunter Boyer, the shortstop. Boyer right-handed hitter. That's when you know Marcus has got his stuff, when he challenges the hitters, when he feels good out there on the mound. Right-handed hitter is Boyer, one away, and Schleybaugh into the wind in the pitch. That pitch is swung on and lined foul down the right field side into the stands. I don't know about you, but this is pretty cool being up here doing this game. Yeah, this is nice. (laughs) One thing we
1: need to pay attention to is, do these people get to keep the baseballs?
0: That's the big question. We were wondering that. We're behind the... Netting right behind home plate. We were wondering that before the game. That pitch is swung on, brings it right back to us, and it'll hit right on top of the roof and go foul. Now bounces right down behind home plate into the stands. And the count now is 0-2 to Boyer with Luke Clark, the catcher, on deck. We're going to be keeping a close eye on what's happening at the state track meet also with Denise Mackamer. That pitch is lined to first base right into the glove of Shane Weaver. He didn't even have to move, and there are two away. Something we've kind of seen with the first two batters is uh,
1: them getting the timing of Schleyball's fastball. Uh, just a little bit late on their swings, but I'm sure as the game goes on, uh, they, they should be able to get that timing down a little bit better.
0: So there's two outs, and it brings up another left-handed hitter. Luke Clark to the plate. He's the all-OCC catcher, and he takes that pitch over the outside corner for a called strike at the knees. He's a left-handed hitter. Leads the team with 29 RBIs on the year. Shane Clank is on deck. Schlebaugh into the wind, and the 0-1 swung on, lined out the left field. Coming in is Ryan Weaver, and he will grab it. Went down to a knee. Dropped the ball, I think, or was that a divot that he had to pick up? And that'll do it for the inning. It's a registered out. I'm not sure if that was the ball he dropped or if it was a All divot, but it doesn't matter. I think it was probably, it looked like it was his sunglasses. Okay. So anyway, Luke Clark lines out to left field. That'll do it for Clearfork. Three up, three down, nothing across. We've played one in this D3 state semifinal game, and we've got no score. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidell Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Wayne Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050 want to give a shout out here this afternoon to a new sponsor that is helping us out with our sponsorship for this ball game and that's the Fredericksburg American Legion want to thank them for helping us out here this afternoon along with Clayzak Kitchens for helping make this broadcast possible for you here this afternoon no score as we head to the second inning of play in this D3 state semifinal game now you would think Pat that the Nerves have worn off just a little bit.
1: Yeah, you've got to, got to end again and maybe a little bit when you come up to bat individually, but, um, I think now that I, I, would agree with you, the, the nerves should start to wear off.
0: Aaron Spidell, Marcus Schlebon Colton Purdy, the scheduled hitters for the Bears, and that first pitch to Spidell is taken at the belt right over the heart of the plate. Oh, and one the count. Playing in at third base is Auk. Boy, he's playing in close to third, like he's expecting Spidell to drop down a bunt. We haven't seen that happen a lot this year. That pitch swung on and line foul down the right field side, not a play into the stands. I don't know how you chase down those foul balls, to be honest with you.
1: I did see someone, the one that came back this way, a girl went to go chase it down, and I think, take it back in. So maybe well, they have people out there that are trying to attempt to do that. <laughs>
0: And the 0-2 pitch to Spidell takes that one high and away. 1-2 and two the count. Of course, all the seniors for the Bears playing after they graduated last week. So this is just gratis for them in their high school career. That pitch is a curveball that goes outside. And the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. Really just seeing a
1: couple pitches uh, from and Just a fastball, again, mid-70s and...
0: About a mid-60s curveball. And the 2-2 pitch to Spidell. That's a curveball lined into center field for a base hit. So the two hits that the Bears have gotten have been line drives to center. They have been right on those pitches. Spidell with the second hit of the ball game for Waynedale, And the Bears lead off the inning with a base hit. We talked about it in the regional tournament, Pat, that it is, in games like this, it's important to get the leadoff man in every inning. And now the Bears have let off this inning with a base hit.
1: Yeah, now you can put a little bit of pressure on the defense, on the pitcher, make him work from the stretch, and to keep the, uh, the defense guessing, you know, are we going to sacrifice him over, do a hit and run, um, straight steal. Um, so, you know, it just keeps people guessing.
0: Doolin throws over to first base to try to keep Aaron Spidell close to the bag. And the third baseman, Auk, comes in to have a chat with Doolin. The freshman, six five. Dealing here to Marcus Schleyball with nobody down. Spidell with 23 stolen bases. That pitch is upstairs, but a called strike to Schleyball. 0-1 the count. 23 stolen bases. That leads the team for Aaron Spidell. Right behind him with 21 is Nick Strasbaugh. Aaron getting a short lead off first base. And now the throw over. Back in time is Spidell easily. Nice play by Clank. He had to reach far to his right to grab that throw. A lot of foul territory here at Huntington Park, more so than you'd see at a high school field. Of course, this is the A AAA field for the Columbus Clippers. That pitch is upstairs to Schlebaugh, and the count evens at 1-1. One and one. Marcus hitting 315 on the year, 20 RBIs. He is definitely Mr. Clutch for the Bears. When the Bears need a big hit, he usually comes up with it. One-one. That pitch is a called strike, just over the outside part of the plate, and the count now goes to one and two.
1: That looked a little bit high. We'll see if uh, Coach McDowell puts on a possible hit and run here. With I would uh, see a curveball coming to play ball.
0: One and two. There's the changeup. It looked like didn't have much of a break. If it was a curveball, didn't have much of a break, but it went high. And the count is two and two. Of course, if the Bears win this game, the championship game will be tomorrow at 4, right back here at Huntington Park. and Pat and I will be back with you at about 3.30 tomorrow with that championship game against Highland. That pitch is high and away now, and the count goes 3-2. and two.
1: And here again, this is a, a time where we may see a, a little bit of a hit and run full count. You know, obviously not two outs, but... Um, you would think he wouldn't want to put Marcus on, so he's probably going to give him something to hit, so maybe he's going to send Darren.
0: Well, the question is, how good an arm does Luke Clark have? Spidel, there he goes. Pitch swung on and lined down the right field line, and it is going to be just foul. Just dropped foul wide of the right field line by about two feet. That would have easily scored Spidel because he was off and running, but now he'll just have to return to first.
1: Yeah, he, uh, I don't know if it was him or Coach McDowell got a good read of, on that and just told him to keep running because um, they knew the right fielder wasn't going to make it over there. Um, but again, as you said, maybe a foot or two away from an RBI double for Schleyball.
0: I'll tell you one thing. The outfield clear for Clearfork, the center fielder especially Staub playing shallow. If Marcus gets a hold of one, he can run all day. And the 3-2 pitch that time, he fouls it straight back against the screen. And the count stays 3-2, and two, but Spidel was holding. And again,
1: with the... The two hits that the Bears have so far Coming on what look to be hanging curveballs uh, The go-to pitch for Doolin might start to be his fastball Just uh, mix up locations
0: And the 3-2 pitch, Spidell holding That pitch going right back through the mound And into center field for a base hit Back-to-back base hits to center for the Bears And they've got the first rally going with runners at first and second And nobody out here in the second and We're
1: going to see an early meeting uh,
0: for Coach Staub here
1: with his infield and his pitcher.
0: Well, Doolin ran into problems in the game against Archbold, which it's always funny, Pat. It's spelled A-R-C-H-B-O-L-D. And I heard so many media members this past week, especially in Mansfield, pronounce it Archibald. There's no I and there's no A in the, in the second part of it. It's Archbold. And I come from Northwest Ohio, but sophomore Jalen Sheriff had to come in and rescue Doolin in the fourth inning of that game against Archbold. He gave up one hit, no run, struck out three, and going three innings pitched. And Sheriff is a sophomore, and we fully anticipate seeing that same formula here today if Doolin gets into trouble. And right now, the Bears have got Colton Purdy up to the plate. With nobody down and runners at first and second and in the pregame interview Justin McDonald said he would have no problems laying down a sacrifice early in the game to try to get on the scoreboard and Purdy he squares the bunt right away and pulls the bat back on a high fastball for a ball one and oh. And I think this is the right move. Try to get something across the plate early and give Schleybaugh something to work with. I agree. Spidell is at second. Playing in at third is Auk for the Colts. Getting the lead off first, a good lead, is Schlebaugh. Now pretty bunts at foul behind home plate. And it's one and one. Just didn't get that uh, fat head out in front of the
1: plate far enough. I'm sure uh, Coach McDowell's probably telling him, hey, you got a job to do. Make sure you get it done. You
0: know, we talked about in the pregame show too, Pat, about that hitting background, and I think that's very important in a game like this. First time you've had that all season long. The 1-1 bounded right back to the mound. Doolin comes in. He's gonna go to third, and he is out at third. Oh, McDowell is going to go nuts in the third base box. Spidell looks safe, and the third base umpire called him out. Wow. The mistake that Aaron might have made, though, was he didn't go in sliding.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, just just looks, doesn't look the same. You know, obviously, you gotta hold up your momentum going into the base if you're not gonna slide. Um, and he went in standing,
0: so it slowed him up a little bit and um, made that play too close. So there's one out, runner still at first and second, and it brings up Steven Spidel, the DH today, and he takes a curveball in the dirt for a ball. But Schlebaugh now at second. Purdy on the fielder's choice is at first. And the first baseman, Clank is playing off the bag now. He was holding Schleyball when he was at first base earlier but now he's playing off the bag and that pitch swung on and fouled straight back against the screen and the count evens at 1 and 1. Spidell getting the DH job here today. It's been a while since we've seen Steven Hit for for the Bears. Couple weeks, 1 and 1 the count. He's hitting 289 coming into this game. That pitch is down in the dirt a curveball. Nice stop by the catcher Clark. When well, that third-base umpire, he was nonchalant about the out call on a bang-bang play at third. Must have been confident in it. <laughs> More confident than I am in what it, whether he was right. That pitch is on the outside corner for a strike. And the count evens now to Steven Spidell at 2-2. Two and two. Jarrett Wanzik is on deck for the Bears, the number nine hitter. Doolin. Not sure if it's the heat or if this is just his modus operandi. He takes a lot of time in between pitches. Comes set. Now the throwback to second base, and he almost threw it into center field. Nice play by the second baseman, Bortram, who came in behind Schlebaugh and saved that from going into center field. Otherwise, Schleybaugh would be standing at third right now. He's still at second. Purdy at first. One down here in the second. No score. 2-2 two and two the count to Spidell. And that pitch swung on and lined to first base. Foul. Nice diving attempt by Clank in foul territory, but he couldn't grab it. And the count stays 2-2. Two two. If he was uh,
1: holding the runner on like he was the batter before, he probably would have been able to catch that one.
0: Good point. Infield again. stop playing shallow in center field. A lot of room behind him in center to that 405 sign. And the 2-2 pitch to Steven Spidell, swung on it, grounded over the mound, picked up by the shortstop. Boyer steps on the bag, throw to first in time, and a 6-3 double play erases the Bears threat here in the second inning. The Bears, they pick up no runs on two base hits, no errors, and they leave one man on, and as we head to the bottom of the second, It is Waynedale nothing and Clear Fork nothing. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Wayndale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game.
2: 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com
0: Well, as we move forward into this ball game to the bottom of the second inning, Pat, we've got to put a star by that second inning. The Bears had a good opportunity to get out in front in this game and blew it.
1: Yeah, uh, just uh, little things, especially when you get to this level. you got to do the little things. You know, Even if you think you're going to be safe, you got to know it's going to be a close play, so you got to get down... Uh, at third base, you know, you know, safe there, and with that hit up the middle with Steven, you know, probably does still score a run. Um, so, you know, just little things, but the the positive sign is the Bears are getting the bat on the ball the first time through. Um, I don't think they have a strikeout, do they? No, not yet. So I mean, everybody's hitting the ball. Um, so they just got to keep building that confidence and uh, you know especially you know, Nick's going to come up this next inning uh, I know he wants the pitch back that he swung at before so um, he's, he's definitely going to be ready to go so the, that's again that's the good thing the, the Bears are making contact on the baseball.
0: The 4, 5 and 6 hitters scheduled for clear fork here in the bottom of the second Shane Klink the first baseman then Gavin Bailey and Jared Smith the DH. Klink 22 RBIs on the year, second best on the Colts. Right-handed hitter. Schleybaugh went 1-2-3 in the first inning. And he delivers the first pitch of the second. There's a check swing, but he went too far. Strike one. Clank tried to hold off on that high fastball. 0-1 the count. Schleybaugh into the wind and the 0-1 pitch. That's a curveball that stays upstairs. Barely broke. 1-1 the count.
1: Yeah, that one definitely got away from him.
0: Camacho playing deep at third. Infield back on the grass in the middle. With Strasbaugh at short, Purdy at second. The 1-1 pitch. That's another check swing, but a called strike over the outside corner. 1-2. and Hey, while we got a chance, Kirby Kaiser is going to be umpiring the Division I state championship game tomorrow. He'll be behind home plate. We talked to him before the game. The 1-2 pitch. Curveball swung on and missed. Strike three by Clank. Second strike out of the ball game by Schleybaugh. Kirby was a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Mr. Kaiser so nervous. Uh, one thing people always say but don't really realize
1: is the, uh, the umpires and the referees, they get nervous too.
0: So there's one down here. Gavin Bailey, the right fielder, steps up. Right-handed hitter. And the pitch swung on and missed. Strike one. You mentioned how the Bears are putting the bat on the ball. Clear not doing that. Although they did have the line out to Weaver to end the first inning. But they've swung and missed at a lot of pitches. Owen won the count. And the pitch, that's a called strike over the outside corner, and Schlebaugh ahead in the count 0-2 to Bailey.
1: And again, I think especially the first time through for Clear Fork, it's a timing thing uh, with Marcus. hes I've been looking at the the timer, and he's putting it in there about 82-83 each pitch.
0: And the 0-2 pitch, that hangs upstairs, and that's normally Marcus's game plan. If he gets you down and strikes, you can bet the next pitch is going to be high that one was, and the count is one and two. No score from Huntington Park in Columbus. We're in the second inning, one away. And the one-two pitch to Bailey. Swung on and fouled straight back against the screen. We'd have had three baseballs by now if that screen wasn't I know.
1: there. <laughs> you get a little excited. You're not used to the screen, and then the ball's coming <laughs> at you. We'll get used to it.
0: One and two to count now to Gavin Bailey, the right fielder. He's a sophomore. And the pitch is uh, called. Strike three over the inside corner. Nice pitch. Boy, Schlebach came back with the heater right over the inside corner. And he's caved two in a row, two down here in the second. And it brings to the plate the D.H. Jared Smith.
1: And that's Marx's
0: game. He's, he's going to go mainly
1: with the fastball, and he's just going to move it around it. He was outside the hole at bat and then moved it inside for the for the called third strike.
0: On deck, Hunter Ock, and the first pitch to Smith is upstairs for a ball. 1-0 the count. Marcus is very good. He'll be going to Mercyhurst next year to pitch. He's very good at changing location and changing speeds. And the one zero pitch, that is a foul back against the screen again. 1-1 and the count to Jared Smith. He's a junior. This Clearfork team is a very young team. They started to gel after their head coach, Rusty Staub, got suspended for two games early in the year. That pitch is on the outside corner for a called strike, 1-2. and Yeah, he called out his seniors, but going through the lineup, not a whole lot of seniors
1: in the lineup. So, um, you know, you can't really call them out too much if, if they're
0: not playing and the 1-2 pitch to the plate that's a curved ball. breaks down low in the dirt and the count evens at 2-2 two and two. yeah we saw what he said in the Mansfield News Journal and it really wasn't anything that thought demanded a suspension but they said they got so many complaints not only to the school but the paper that they had to do something 2-2 two and two, the count to Smith, swung on it, grounded to short first chance for Strasbaugh. picks it up on three bounces, the throw across is in time and it's three up, three down again For the Clearport Colts against Marcus Schleibau, nothing across. We head to the third, and we still got no score. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet, because when you can see your money clearly. You always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, Member FDIC. Well, so far through the first two innings, it's been easy pickings for Marcus Schlebaugh. Not so much for Mitch Doolin, but no matter what, easy or hard, we've still got no score as we head to the third.
1: Yeah, the Bears, it's it's getting more and more important for them to be able to get that one or two runs across uh, for Marcus because, you know, you start to mow him down and their confidence dwindles, but they can keep their confidence in it if they keep looking at the scoreboard, and it still says 0-0. Zero, zero. So if we can get a couple
0: runs across, and then Marcus can keep rolling, that hurts their confidence even more. Jarrett Wanzek will lead it off, then comes to the top of the order, Nick Strasbaugh and Ryan Weaver. Jarrett comes into the ballgame hitting 325, and they pull the third baseman in, Hunter Ock, in on the grass at third, Jarrett takes the first pitch, over the outside corner for a called strike. 0-1 the count. Hawk now is going to back up behind third base as he doesn't think that Wansick will drop it down on an 0-1 count. That pitch swung on and fouled straight back right back here and over our heads and out of play. And it bounces right down in front of us off the roof and gets away from about four or five fans. And I tell you what, you got to keep your head
1: on a swivel out here. We've seen some that look like they're leaving the ballpark and they suddenly pop back in. (laughs) 0-2
0: the count to Wansick and that pitch is upstairs. 1-2. Jarrett, he'll drop down a bunt any time, any count anywhere. And the 1-2 pitch to Jarrett. He's swinging away. Fouls it straight back against the screen. He was on that fastball but was just under it.
1: Yeah, a fairly good bunter, and we've seen him throughout the year um, use the bunt to, to get a base hit before.
0: He is a very underrated number nine hitter, one and two the count. That pitch is a curveball, hangs upstairs, two and two. He does exactly what he's asked to do. As uh, McDowell said in the paper,
1: he does his job. I mean, he's hitting over 300 for the year. Uh, you want your number nine guy to get on base to set the table for for the top of your order, and that's exactly what he does.
0: Two and two the count, Jarrett, curveball, swung on, lined out to center field. Staub goes back after playing shallow. He's got a beat on it and grabs it for the first out of the inning. So Wanzick flies out to center field. And it brings to the plate Nick Straspaul with one down here in the third. Nick fouled out to the catcher over near the first base side in his first to bat. So he's 0-for-1 in the ball game, And he does not bunt very often. And Hawk's going to play in close at third again. And the first pitch. That's a fastball at the corner on the outside for a called strike. Well, I'm sure they know that Nick uh, leads
1: the team in stolen bases. And, and it's very fast. So they may think that he would use the bunt to, to get on base.
0: Strassball right-handed hitter. And pitch curveball swung on it. Grounded right to the shortstop. Boyer. Comes in, grabs it on the grass, throws across in time to get Nick Strasbaugh. So two up, two down. Doolin seems to be settling in just fine here in the third, and it brings up Ryan Weaver, who flied to right his first time up. But right again, bub, the, the Bears are getting the bat on the ball. They're not swinging and missing at pitches. Yeah, you know,
1: you know, no strikeouts, hitting the ball fairly hard. Um, you know, which and keep their confidence throughout their second and third time throughout the lineup.
0: And that pitch is down low and outside to Ryan Weaver, 1-0 the count. I will say this about the home plate umpire. I'm not going to complain about his strike zone, but he has been very, very consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can ask for out of a home plate umpire. The 1-0 to Weaver, that pitch is upstairs and the count is 2 and 0. Oh. I don't know if the pitches are on the plate on the outside corner, but he's been consistent when the pitch is there. That's what he calls.
1: Yep, he's he's definitely given that outside corner today. 2 and 0 probably work in Marcus's favor even more.
0: Evan Rideenbaughs on deck, 2 and 0 oh to Ryan Weaver. That pitch is a strike at the knees. Nice pitch by Doolin. he came right in and challenged Weaver. 2 and 1 the count. Awk. Keep watching him at third base. He's in on the grass now at third, expecting Weaver to possibly drop down a bunt. That pitch, check swing, gets away from the catcher, and it's inside for ball three. And that is the first time, check that, I'm sorry, the second time here this afternoon that Doolin has gone three balls to a hitter. Three and one the count. The wind in the pitch to Weaver. That's a strike over the outside corner, and the count now full at 3-2. and two. And
1: again, I would be sitting fastball here. He hasn't had great control of the curveball, but I would sit on the fastball as Weaver steps out of the box for time. Um, you know, obviously, you got to think curveball in the back of your mind, but it seems like he's, he's hanging it or not throwing it for a strike. So um, as this pitch comes, you got to think fastball.
0: And Doolin, being the freshman that he is, did not like the fact that Weaver stepped out. Now he goes under the wind and the full count pitch is a called strike three. Took a pitch right at the letters for the first strike out of the ball game registered by Doolin. Three in a row go up and down for the Bears here in the third. We go to the bottom of the third and it is still no score in this Division Three state semifinal game between the Bears and the Colts.
2: Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Klazak Kitchen and Bath.
1: Hi,
0: this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste.
2: Visit us at ClayZac.com. that's claza kcom to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams.
0: Where can you get food, smoking with Southern pride, The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub. Open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10. Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight. And Sunday, 11 to 8. Located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Bottom three in the batting order coming up now for the Clearfork Colts. No scores. We head to the bottom of the third. Hunter Ock, Mitch Doolin, and Caleb Merendino. Marcus Schlebaugh has retired six in a row. And we've got no scores. We head to the bottom of the third. You know, that's one thing. Basketball, football, baseball, it doesn't matter what sport you're playing, Bub. When you leave a team that is a team of destiny like Clearfork appears to be, in the ball game, as long as they can stay in it, you just give them the confidence that they can win.
1: Yep, exactly. You you got to find a way to to start scoring some runs and, and start to put a nail into the coffin a little bit.
0: Lock the third baseman takes that first pitch outside and low from Schleba. One and zero the count. Marcus has not been behind in the count very often today. And the 1-0. That pitch is outside again. 2-0. Camacho in on the grass at third. Strasbaugh back on the outfield grass at short. Same with Purdy at second. Outfield medium depth. Right ball playing over in right center field. That pitch is outside. 3-0. So Auk is way ahead in the count to Schleyball with Mitch Doolin on deck.
1: I'm sure... uh... They've seen that they can't really time up Marcus and get the bat around quick enough, so Evan's going to cheat over to, towards right field.
0: And the 3-0, that's a strike on the outside corner. And again, we talked about that in the last half inning. The umpire giving that low outside pitch. And he did that time in the count now 3-1. and Schleyball into the wine. And the pitch is a called strike at the knees. That was a beauty. And the count now full 3-2. and two. It'll be interesting to see if he... Stays on that outside
1: corner, tries to pound something inside to change, change the eyes.
0: Auk, right-handed hitter, and the 3-2 pitch swung on and missed. Strike three. It's the fourth K of the ball game by Schleybaugh. One away, and it brings up the 6-5, 215-pound Mitch Doolin.
1: And especially being a freshman, you know he's worked that outside corner, but I would think being 6-5. Do want to try to put him inside a little bit try to burn it by him not let it, let him get his big arms around
0: Doolin the freshman pitcher and that pitch swung on and lined to third base picked up by Camacho on a hop throws over to first wide throw to first but Weaver kept his foot on the bag and registers the out Colton Purdy thought it was the third out of the inning he started running towards the dugout <laughs> but it's just the second nice play by Camacho ranging thing. to his left picking it up on a bounce and throwing a first Two away, and it brings up Caleb Meridino the left fielder. He's a senior, one of the few seniors that is in the starting lineup for the Colts. Two away, and that pitch is low and outside.
1: Yeah, regardless of what happens today, it would be interesting to watch this Clear Fork team over the next few years to see what they're able to do.
0: Absolutely. One or know the count to Meridino, the number nine hitter. That pitch is a strike at the belt. One and one now. Schleybaugh has seen eight batters, retired eight batters. One and one, two down here in the third. No score. The pitch swung on and fouled straight back. Boy, one of the girls from Clearfork standing right behind the net at home plate saw that one come right back at her and she jumped about three feet to her right. She decided to take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. One and two now the count to Maradino. On deck, the top of the order, Thomas Staub. And the one-two swung on and missed. Strike three, three up, three down, five Ks in the ball game by Schleybaugh. No runs, no hits, no errors for the third straight inning. As we head to the fourth, there's still no score. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Stop in for breakfast Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Do you own or manage a business? Work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Well, we've got no score here from Huntington Park in Columbus, this D3 state semifinal game, and the Bears will send up the middle part of their batting order. Evan Rydenbaugh, Shane Weaver, and Aaron Spidell here in the top of the fourth inning to face Mitch Doolin. I want to thank Fredericksburg American Legion for helping us out as one of our super sponsors here today once again. This is, and this is a big
1: inning for the Bears. Bears. You've got your 3-4-5 coming up. And again, you're hitting the ball. You just haven't been able to, to get anything to come around. Uh, Marcus is rolling so far, but I think this is a big inning for the Bears to try to get some runs.
0: Riding ball one for one. Had a base hit the center his first time up. And that pitch is low and outside. Bounces away from the catcher, Luke Clark. 1-0 the count. Well, the Bears had a golden opportunity, pardon the pun, in the second inning. When they got their first two men on and could not get anything across. 1-0 the count to Reidenbaugh. That pitch swung on and fouled back over the third base side onto the pavilion. And a nice catch by one of the media members over in the loge. What hands.
1: The foul ball girl is going to collect. 1-1. <laughs> 1-1 and, one and, one. Money.
0: One and one the count. Ridenbaugh lines it into left center field. That'll drop for a base hit. Coming over is Maradino, and he will grab it and get it back in in time to hold Reidenbaugh to a base hit to left center field. So, Evan, two for two in the ballgame. Base hit the center, base hit the left, and it brings up Shane Weaver. That is the fourth base hit of the ballgame by the Bears. And, again, as we said before,
1: just a good sign for the Bears um, not only for the rest of today, but if they're able to to get the win uh, for tomorrow as well, to see Evan hitting the ball.
0: Rydenbaugh getting the lead. There he goes. Doolin didn't even look, and the throw down to second base not near in time. Rydenbaugh had about five steps on Doolin before he ever delivered the ball to home. Yeah, that was that was a risky jump, um, but
1: you know ended up paying off. Uh, Clark's got a, a fairly good arm, uh, so. We're not going to see too many of the Bears testing out today. Um, but, again, a good, a great jump and setting the table for Shane here.
0: Doolin, 1-0 the count. That pitch is a called strike over the outside corner. He's a tall, lanky right-hander. Still got some, pardon this, baby fat on him. But, boy, can you imagine what this kid will be like when he's a senior? Maybe not so much on the mound, but... On the basketball floor, 1-1 one one the count. Weaver taps it to third base. Coming in is Auk on the grass. Picks it up. is going to take third. Throw across in time to get Weaver. But advancing to third base is ball on the play.
1: And that's okay. I mean, you know, Shane obviously wants that's a base hit, but he did his job. I mean, he got, he got Evan over to third. Uh, now what you're looking for here is Aaron to uh, either get a fly ball to the outfield or, you know, a base hit and score Evan.
0: Auk's going to play even with the bag at third. Doolin continue to work out of the stretch with Rydenbaugh at third base. One away here in the fourth inning of play. And that pitch swung on and popped up behind home plate. Clark can't find it. Now he does, and he dives and caught the ball. Nice play by Luke Clark. And Spidel walks away from home plate upset with himself, so there's two down. Boy, a nice play by Clark behind the plate. That was a high foul ball. Yeah. Uh, He's he's had two of those today, and and he does a good job of
1: finding the ball at some point and making the catch. But two down here, and we'll see if Marcus
0: can help himself out. Schleybaugh, 20 RBIs on the year. Now Doolin off to the back of the mound, looking things over. Ridenbaugh gets the lead off third. Doolin's going to continue to work out of the stretch. And the pitch outside to Marcus. One or no, the count.
1: And it'll be interesting here, too, to see how many curveballs they call for Doolin here. You know, being a freshman and again, not having the greatest control of it today, um, you got a runner on third. You know, you got to think in the back of your head are they going to want to throw it to risk the pass ball?
0: One or no, the count. And Schleybaugh takes that outside and low. Ball two. Doolin was not too happy with that call from the home plate umpire, but like we said, he has been consistent on that outside corner. 2-0 the count to Schlebaugh. Purdy is on deck. The 2-0 to Schlebaugh. Pitch swung on and grounded wide of first base. Picked up by Clank. He's going to take it himself, and that'll do it for the Bears here in the inning. And another inning starts out promising, but they can't get a run across. As we head to the bottom of the fourth, it's still Waynedale nothing. Clear nothing. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Wayndale Athletics. Yoder Builders 330-684-1050. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Well, we go to the bottom of the fourth, and now this is the big inning for Marcus Schlebaugh. Top of the order. This will be the second time around that they've seen Marcus. He's gone nine in a row, struck out five, hasn't walked a soul. As we head to the fourth, we've got no score. The Bears have been really the aggressive team so far, Pat, but they haven't got anything to show for it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Again, putting the bat on the ball, getting base runners on, um, just you know just a few little mistakes here and there Um, you know again not sliding at third base uh, swinging at a 2-0 pitch uh, swinging at the first pitch Um, but again I just personally have the feeling once the Bears are able to get that first one to score I think it's just going to be a trickle effect I think they're going to be able to to put even more on the the board they just got to find a way to get that first
0: one on. Thomas Staub, the left-handed hitter, center fielder for the Colts. will lead it off here in the fourth. And he takes that first pitch over the inside corner for a called strike fastball. 0-1 the count. Hunter Boyer on deck and then Luke Clark. And Clark right now has been the most viable player of this game for the Colts. 0-1, that pitch is a curveball that's outside. 1-1 the count. We're going to keep you abreast of what's happening on the state track meet. And we do have a report here for you. We'll give it to you after this pitch. 1-1 pitch to Staub. That's a fastball down low. And the count is 2-1. and one. So far right now, Sammy Ice and Denise Mackamer just cleared 10-6 in the pole vault, the state pole vault, going on at Jesse Owens Track and Field Stadium here in Columbus. So we'll keep you abreast of what's happening there. 2-1 pitch to Staub. Called strike over the outside corner. And it evens a 2-2. and a shame that it had to be the pole vault and the baseball game had to be at the same time. I I know uh, one of the pole vaulters and one of the baseball players
1: are pretty upset about
0: that. (laughs) Two and two to count. That pitch swung on and lined foul back up against the fence near the third base dugout. Ed Wolf Sr. giving us the reports from the track and field stadium. Want to thank him along with Fredericksburg American Legion for helping us out with this broadcast today 2 and 2 the count along with the rest of our sponsors that pitch swung on and lined into left center field for the base hit and that's the first hit of the ball game by Clearfork Staub on at first base nobody out and it brings up Hunter Boyer Boyer lined out to first his first time up 0 for 1 boy he just hung with that low outside pitch and put it right over the head of Nick Stross ball into left field for a hit and again, that's something
1: that we've been saying. Um, you know, first time through, Clearfork was going to start to get the timing down of Marcus, so he's really going to have to concentrate on hitting those corners.
0: Staub, 20 stolen bases on the year, holds up. Hunter Boyer squared to bunt, took a strike at the knees. 0-1. Boyer, 0 for one in the ball game. Down in the count, 0-1. First time Schlebaugh has had to work out of the stretch. So Staub trying to get a view of his move over to first base. He's got a good lead. And now the throw to first base. schleybaugh has got one of the best in the state. And he throws over to first. Back with a head first dive is Staub. He's the sophomore. Gets the lead off. Bigger lead now. Schlebaugh peeks over his right shoulder. There he goes. Pitch outside. Throw down to second base. Schleybaugh. Or excuse me, Spidel. Not a good throw to second base. Bounced in front of the bag. And Staub goes in with a head first slide safely.
1: That was, a, that was one of the ones I think everybody in the in the stadium knew he was stealing just based on the lead he had. Um, you almost would have liked to see Marcus at least step off uh, to make him think about it a little bit more.
0: One and one to count to Boyer, and pitch was upstairs. Let's see if Boyer still looking to bunt. Camacho playing about a step behind the bag at third. Weaver's in close at first, though. Staub at second, nobody down, that pitch swung on and lined out to right field but right there is Jarrett Wanzek, he's going to grab it and get the ball back in, holding at second is Staub it was in medium deep right field so Baker flies to right, one away, Staub still at second and it brings up Luke Clark
1: and I think Staub at second, it was fairly a well hit line drive and uh, by the time he got back to second the ball was in Wanzek's glove so he couldn't really get a good tag or read on the ball
0: Clark lined out to left to end the first inning, so he's 0 for 1. One down. Staub off at second pitch swung and grounded into right field for a base hit past Weaver. Staub's gonna come home. Here's the throw to the plate and it'll be none in time and Clearfork leads it 1 to nothing. Clark with the RBI base hit to right field. That's his 30th RBI of the season and the Colts have grabbed the lead here in the ballgame at 1 to nothing. And, again, as we said,
1: you know, you, you don't want to mess with the darling. You don't want to mess with the, the quote-unquote underdog because the more confidence you give them,
0: the more they're they're apt to put some runs on, on base. And they're going to bring in a pinch runner for Clark, the catcher. Looks like number 14. Uh, Devin Shortridge, a 5'6 senior. So Shortridge is the runner at first base now for Clark. Clank in the batter's box now steps out. So the Bears, after threatening and threatening, coming up empty, are now down on the scoreboard one to nothing here in the fourth. Shortridge getting a short lead off first base and squaring to bunt is Clank, and he pulls the bat back and takes a ball or strike over the outside corner. Owen won the count. Gavin Bailey's on deck. Clank struck out his first time up. Owen won the count. One down. In close to third is Camacho. And the pitch swung on. Fly ball popped up on the infield. Nick Strassball to the right of second base. Calls for it. Grabs it. And there are two away. So Clank pops out to short. Two down. And it brings up Gavin Bailey. Who's 0 for 1. He struck out looking. Right here, number 29, Kevin Bailey. Again, a, a little bit of a perfect storm for Clearfork
1: to get that run. You know, you get a base hit, get a stolen base to get the runner of the second, and then your leadoff uh, RBI guy up at the plate, and uh, he gets a base hit to score your leadoff guy.
0: I mean, that's, that's baseball 101 right there. Throw to first base, Shortridge back with a head first dive. Pardon the pun, but Shortridge has got a short lead <laughs> at first base. He only gets off about three steps. But he's running for the catcher, Luke Clark. Weaver holding him at the bag. And the pitch to the plate. That is a called strike over the outside corner again. 0 one the count. Two down here in the fourth inning of play. one nothing clear fork. Shortridge. Just about a three-step lead at first base. Schleybach comes to the belt. And the 0-1 pitch runner holds that pitch is fouled back over the first base dugout and out of the stadium. And the count now is 0-2 to Gavin Bailey. Pitch running for the
2: 14
0: Okay, it only took him a batter and a half <laughs> to figure out that Shortridge was running at first. 0-2 the count. Two down here in the fourth. And the pitch, that's upstairs. and Sometime, Marcus is going to come back with a low fastball at the knees when he's ahead in the count 0-2.
1: He's got to. You know, as you said, he's getting a little bit uh, predictable with that 0-2 pitch of always going up high.
0: Jared Smith, the DH, is on deck. And the 1-2 pitch to Bailey. Outside, there goes the runner. Throw down to second base is well in time to get Shortridge trying to steal second. So Shortridge... Cut down on the play at second base, 2-6. But for the Colts, they pick up one run in the inning on two base hits, no Wayndale errors, and they don't leave anyone on. As we head to the fifth inning of play, Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone, readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch quality stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Bears down on the scoreboard, one to nothing. Colton Purdy will lead things off for Waynedale, reached on a fielder's choice his first time up. Then Steven Spidell and Jarrett Wanzick. Down one to nothing here in the fifth. Want to thank all of our sponsors this year. For helping us bring you Wayne Dale Athletics. One to nothing clear fork on top of it. Purdy. oh for one in the ball game. And that pitch swung on. Fly ball out into left center field. Staub came in now going back, and boy, that ball hung up, and he's got plenty of wheels. He went back and grabbed it near the warning track in left center field.
1: A pretty decent charge into the ball just as you said hung up a little bit too long um, and Staub was able to go track
0: it down one away and it brings up Steven Spidell Spidell bounced into a 6-3 double play to end the second inning so he is 0-1 in the ball game and now Doolin going to give Staub out in center field an opportunity to get back to his position which is shallow center field Doolin, the one out pitch to Spidel, Curve ball, upstairs for a ball <laughs> Thomas Staub out in center field is the son of Rusty Staub the coach, but he's also the brother of Joe Staub who played on that 2010 state championship team and his that pitch swung on and grounded past the shortstop no, nice stab by the shortstop Boyer picks it up, throws to first base, not in time It bounced in front of the first baseman Clank and he couldn't come up with it Boy, I don't know who you'd give the error to on that one. That was just an outstanding play by Boyer at short. It was a, it was a good play, but uh,
1: just, you know, throwing the dirt. So I would say probably probably the shortstop uh, for the throw into the dirt.
0: Clay Miller is going to come in and run for Spidell at first base now, and that will bring up Jarrett Wanzick. Getting back to Joe Stobb, He's the head baseball coach now at Winford High School out of Bucyrus. So the Staubs are pretty well represented in central Ohio in the baseball reign. They,
1: they actually gave uh, Stephen a hit on that
0: play. All right. So Stephen gets a base hit. So Wanzick steps up to the plate. Fly to center his first time up. Clay Miller. Short lead at first base and the throw to first base. Back with a head first dive is Miller. He's only about two steps off the bag. One to nothing clear for it. Miller gets the lead off first with one down here in the fifth. Pitch is upstairs to Wanzik. One and one, the c- or one and oh the count. Nick Strasbaugh is on deck. He's 0 for 2. And now Rusty Staub going to walk out to the mound and have a conference with his freshman pitcher.
1: And again, as as we keep saying, it's it's important to start to get some runs, you know, especially you know we don't know what the uh, uh, the sheriff kid that came in and, and was able to hold down Archbold in their regional final game. Um, we don't know what he's like, but I would say it's pretty important to try to get after Doolin now and, and get some runs on the board so that you're not facing somebody who may possibly be a better pitcher uh, to come in and try to shut the game out.
0: We are in the fifth. There's one out. Clearfork came through with a run in the bottom of the fourth. They lead it one to nothing. Jarrett Wanzik at the plate. Ahead in the count 1-0 and oh as the meeting breaks up on the mound. Clay Miller's at first base. Miller just a short lead off first, just a couple of steps, and the pitch to the plate, that's down low 2-0 and o the count now to Jarrett Wanzik Bears would love to have base runners with the top of the order coming up
1: that's, uh, that's the perfect scenario that you're looking
0: at right now, 2-0 the count to Wanzik, right handed hitter and the pitch, that's outside 3-0 and o, so Jarrett way ahead in the count 3-0 and o.
1: And I would, say, I would imagine Coach McDowell is going to give Jarrett the, the X sign for at least these next two pitches, um, make Doolin throw a strike and try to get two guys on base for Nick.
0: 3-0, and oh. pitch to the plate. That's high and outside, ball four. He threw four straight pitches outside the strike zone. First walk of the ball game, given up by Doolin. Two men on, one man down, and it brings to the plate Nicholas Strasbaugh. Nick, 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Fouled out to the catcher and grounded to short. But now an RBI situation for the future Worcester Scott. And the pitch to Nick. That's a strike at the belt. Watched a fastball go right down the middle of the plate. 0 and 1 the count. Tying run at 2nd. In Clay Miller, getting a short lead off second base. Wanzek at first, not being held on. That pitch is a curveball. Drops over the outside corner at the knees, 0-2. Nick has stood there and watched the first two pitches go by, and he's down in the count, 0-2. And now let's see what the freshman comes back with. The pitch to the plate. Swung on, fly ball, left field. Clay Miller's going to tag at second, but underneath it is Maradino in short left field near the line. Grabs it, and there are two away. Nick got himself down in the count and then had to go after a pitch that might have been a little out of the strike zone, but when you got two strikes on you, you can't take that for granted. So there are two away and it brings up Ryan Weaver. Runner still at first and second. Miller at second. Wanzick at first. Two down here in the inning. We're in the fifth. Doolin comes set. Pitch to Weaver. High and outside for a ball.
1: And after that uh, walk to Wanzik, uh, Coach Stobb sent uh, Sheriff down to the Clear Fork bullpen to start to get loose.
0: Boy, Sheriff's got an interesting background. We'll get into that, I'm sure, here soon. Boy, Doolin stepped up looking to work out of the line and then backed off and kept himself from balking. Goes into the stretch now. That pitch is low and inside to Weaver. So he's gone high and outside to Ryan, then low and inside. And the count is now 2-0. Evan Ridenbaugh, who's 2-for-2, two two, is on deck. 2-0 the count to Ryan Weaver, left-handed hitter. Doolin comes to the letters. And the 2-0 swung on and fouled straight back against the screen. And it bounces right back out to Doolin at the mound. It'll be interesting
1: to see if... Uh, Weaver's able to get on base and, and a runner doesn't score uh, Bases loaded situation for riding ball if Staub would go to Sheriff uh, In that situation or not. I would imagine that he probably would um, But we'll have to see. wait and see what happens with Ryan Weaver here
0: Doolin has thrown a lot of pitches in the first five innings He comes set, the 2-1, swung on, lined into center field Staub coming in, he's going to play it on the bounce Rounding third is Clay Miller, but he's going to have to hold, and here's the scenario you asked about. Bases are loaded, two outs, and Evan Rydenbaugh, who's two for two, is coming to the plate. Staub, even as shallow as he's playing in center field, could not catch up to that one. Clay Miller didn't get really a good jump off of second, and Justin McDowell decided to hold him at third. There are two down, and... Boy, Marcus Down is a key point in the ball game. Riding ball into the plate and now Rusty Staub's gonna come out and exactly what you said, Pat. He's gonna go to the bullpen. I, I think, uh, I think Doolin knew it was coming.
1: He does, he takes his time on the mound, but, uh, he took a little bit of extra time and I, I think he, he knew what was coming. Um, but again, as, as a freshman to come in, you know, he gave up six hits, but, Um, Nobody across, so he he did a good job for a a freshman to come in and pitch in the state uh,
0: semifinals. So we've got a pitching change here. We'll take a timeout. Your score, clear fork one. Wayndale, nothing.
2: Former Ohio State and NFL quarterback Bobby Hoy.
3: Growing up in Ohio, the lessons I learned through sports not only helped take me to the Ohio State University and the NFL, but they also apply every day in my career after sports. Lessons that build character, discipline, sportsmanship, and teamwork are what remain long after your playing
2: days are over. Through interscholastic athletics, OHSAA member schools help kids build a foundation for a lifetime of success. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association.
0: This Wayndale Golden Bears broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Oroville, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. And the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Wayndale High School broadcasts on ultimatesportstalk.com. So it will be Jalen Sheriff coming into the ballgame, the right-handed pitcher. He is a sophomore for Mitch Doolin. He went four and two-thirds. The runners on base... The bases are juiced, are his responsibility. He walked one, struck out one. We told you about the sophomore sheriff. He pitched three innings against Archibald. He was a Fredericktown transfer, had to sit out half the season, 13 games. And then when he was just a couple of weeks away from being eligible to play, he burnt his throwing hand. And when he first came back to pitch, the skin started to tear away, and it was on the ball when he would pitch. And he started to have bleeding problems, so he had to sit for another three weeks. So his actual first outing after that was in the district semis against Crestview. And now he comes in here in the state semifinal game with two down in the fifth inning, and the Bears down one to nothing. And Evan Ridenbaugh, who is two for two, at the plate. Miller's at third, Wanzick at second. Weaver at first. Working out of the stretch is Sheriff. And the pitch, high and outside. Oh, they'll call that a strike. Wow. 0-1 the count. That looked high and outside, Pat. Yeah, it did. Sheriff, number 13 on the back of his black uniform. That pitch swung on, foul-tipped off the mask of the catcher, Clark. And now Rydenbaugh finds himself down in the count, 0-2. The runners on base are the responsibility of Doolin. Now the home plate umpire is going to take a little time to give the catcher, Luke Clark, an opportunity to shake the cobwebs away. 0 to 2 the count to Evan. Miller at third. Wanzik at second. At first is Weaver. Sheriff comes set. The 0-2 pitch to Rydenbaugh. Swung on and grounded to second. Picked up the second baseman, Bortram. He'll flip it over to the shortstop, Boyer. In time, and that'll do it. For the Bears here in the inning, they get no runs as Sheriff comes in and slams the door on two base hits in the inning. No clear fork errors and they leave the bases loaded as we head to the bottom of the fifth. It's now clear fork one and Waynedale, nothing. This Wayndale Golden Bears broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Debs Den and Apple Creek, Casa de Sasi, Lem's Pizza, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Bears glo- blow a golden opportunity in the top half of the fifth inning, and they are down one to nothing. Marcus Schlebaugh back out the toil. We'll be right back. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities it serves and the local businesses that operate in those communities. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. Shop local. Eat local. Bank local. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned. Community driven. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. One to nothing, clear for it. Boy, the Bears, three innings in this ball game, Bub, out of the first five. They've had opportunities to score and just have not been able to get that hit. Yeah, just uh, not, uh, not what we've seen,
1: especially in the regional uh, tournament. Um, just seemed like every time the Bears needed a hit or a play to come through, they were able to do it, but uh, so far today, um, just hasn't worked out so far.
0: And the Clear Fork Miracle season continuing as they come up to the plate with Gavin Bailey, who will lead it off here in the bottom of the fifth, then Jared Smith and Hunter Auk. Schleybaugh gave up the run in the last inning. That pitch swung on, lined into center field. Rydenbaugh right there to grab it, coming in on the run for one away. Boy, Bailey tattooed that pitch, but Ridenbaugh just came in and grabbed it nonchalantly, one away, and it brings up Jared Smith, the D.H., He's 0-for-1 in the ballgame, grounded to short. Back in the second inning to end the inning. 1-0 clear for it here in the fifth. That pitch swung on, fouled right back here towards us over the net, and it will fall just shy of us. I was ready to fight you for that one. (laughs) About 10 10 more feet. Yeah. 0-1 the count. That pitch is a curveball that hangs upstairs. One and one the count to the designated hitter, the junior, Jared Smith. Hunter Ock, the third baseman, is on deck. The wind by Schlebaugh and the pitch. That's a check swing on an outside fastball. Held up in time, two and one. Smith, right-handed hitter. Number 15. Schleyball working out of the wind with one down here in the fifth. That pitch swung on and popped up on the infield. Going back is Colton Purdy on the outfield grass. Just a couple of steps on the grass and grabs it. So there are two away here in the inning. And it brings up Hunter Auk, who is 0 for 1. He struck out in the ball. Uptime. His first time up. Two down. Auk, the third baseman, another right-handed hitter, and the pitch to the plate swung on and popped up over to the right side near the first-base dugout. Shane Weaver gives chase, and it'll fall behind the first-base dugout into the crowd. Lucky Fan has got that ball, but he's going to be chased down by one of the ball girls here pretty soon.
1: I've only seen the the one behind the plate that does the work. I haven't seen anybody. Oh, I see somebody going down. There they go. They're, they're earning their money today.
0: That's right. 0-1 the count. And that pitch swung on, fouled right back here over our heads. It's gonna bounce around and let's see if it comes back down here. No. It's almost like Plinko. It Plinko is. It goes straight back. There's gotta be a lot of tiles up there because they seem to bounce around and then come back down. 0-2 the count to Hunter Ock with two down. That pitch is high and outside. Schlebauch cut loose with an 83 mile an hour fastball there. 1-2 the count. Here in the bottom of the fifth, nothing. clear fork. That pitch curved ball over the outside corner called strike three. Auk goes down looking. That's the sixth strike out of the ball game, a 1-2-3 inning. That's what the Bears needed from Schleybaugh. And as we head to the sixth, it is still clear fork one. Wayne nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go in your car and don't want to stop long. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Dale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Dale Golden Bears the best of luck. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. And try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner is served Tuesday through Thursday until 8, Friday and Saturday until 9, and Sunday, noon to 3. Closed on Monday. Debs Den next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Bears down on the scoreboard. One to nothing as we head to the sixth. They've got six outs left to get a run, and they'll bring up Shane Weaver, Aaron Spidell, and Marcus Schlebaugh. And you cannot be over-anxious against Sheriff. Sheriff came in and got the final out of the last inning. He's a right-hander, the sophomore. Same formula that they used against Archbold in the regional championship game last Friday. Weaver, 0 for 2 in the ballgame. And that pitch is over the outside corner for a called strike. Shane down in the count, 0 and 1. He always seems to take that first pitch. Sheriff into the wind. And the 0-1, that pitch is a called strike over the outside corner again. Weaver didn't like that pitch call.
1: And We've seen Sheriff come in and every pitch he's thrown has been a
0: strike. 0 and 2 the count. To Weaver. That pitch swung on and lined down the right field side and it will go foul. Nice diving stop by Bailey but there was no way he was gonna catch up to that even if he dove. And the count stays 0-2. And,
1: and I was watching during the warm-ups, Sheriff's got a, a 12 to 6 curveball that he throws. His fastball is about 78 to 80 miles an hour but that curveball clocked at 57. So really, uh, you know, something you're going to have to sit back on if if you're able to see it.
0: And the 0-2 pitch to Weaver, swung on and fouled straight back here. Up against the screen, though, and it will stay 0-2. Shane staying alive. Well, Denise McEmer and Sammy Ice cleared 11 feet, so they're still in the running at the state pole vault championship. And the 0-2 swung on and lined into center field for a base hit. Weaver on at first base, leading off the inning with a solid single to center.
1: We'll see if uh, Coach McDowell doesn't look like he's getting anybody to run for
0: Shane. Well, that'll bring up Aaron Spidell. Aaron singled his first time up, was thrown out at third, and then fouled out to the catcher his last time up, so he's one for two. Weaver... Only six stolen bases on the year. Short lead at first. Sheriff the pitch, and that's a strike at the belt. 0-1 the count. Marcus Schleybaugh is on deck. That pitch at about 79 miles an hour. Weaver short lead off first base. Walk in the third. That pitch swung on and tapped foul. And the count now is 0-2. To Aaron Spidell. came into the ball game hitting 390. 23 RBIs on the year. Aaron close to home plate out of the right-hand batter's box. Sheriff comes set. The 0-2 pitch. That pitch is in tight to Spidell. Ducked out of the way of it. And the count now moves to 1-2. Highland won earlier today. 3-0. Over Versailles. They're in the state championship game against the winner of this one. And right now it's clear for it. one nothing. Aaron the sixth. The one-two pitch. Swung on a line down the left field line. Just foul. Boy, Aaron just got in front of that pitch. Lined it down the left field line, but a curved foul. And the count stays one and two.
1: I tell you what. Something's got to give sometime. I mean, we've, we've tested the line three times. Just have have had little things that haven't worked out in our favor. You know, out hitting clear fork seven to two. And, but we're down on the scoreboard, so something you
0: would think it's got to give. One and two the count. Sheriff comes set. Looks at Weaver. Pitch to the plate. High and outside. Two and two. Clear for crowd. Wanted that pitch, but I think I'd have come out of my seat had he called that a strike. <laughs> that's,
1: that's a tough one to lay off of, though. I mean, for how much he's called that outside pitch. That's tough to lay off.
0: Two-two pitch from Sheriff swung on and popped foul. Boy Spidel went out and spoiled a nice pitch from Sheriff. Count stays two and two. Nobody down here in the f- sixth inning. It's one-nothing clear for it Weaver getting the lead off first base. He led off the inning with a single to center. Coming set is Sheriff. And the 2-2. Swung on it. Grounded it short. Picked up by Boyer. Bounced off of his head and into center field. Weaver were around second and stay right there. That one just took a high chop and it went right off of Boyer. It looked like it hit him right in the forehead and bounced out into short center field. That'll be the first error of the ball game. Spidell reaches on the E and the Bears now have runners at first and second. Nobody down and Schleybaugh is up. And Justin McDonald's going to have a chop. With Schleybaugh in between home plate and the the third base coach's box.
1: Yeah, it looked like that either hit the bill of the cap or um, he may have got his hand up quick enough to to bounce off his hand, but that took a a hop on him.
0: Schleybaugh with nobody down. The tying run at second here in the sixth. And the pitch, he's going to square to bunt, takes that pitch upstairs. Clark had to come out of the crouch. And now Staub, the coach, boy, Remember what I said about him coming down here? He's showing it. I, I think he's In upset the, that nobody's holding chain at second because he got a fairly good lead. One or know the count. Now the throwback to second base. Weaver easily back. I think you're right. Boyer, I think they had a play on and Boyer didn't do anything. Now they just ran it, I think, to appease the coach. <laughs> Weaver wasn't even that far off of second. Spidell at first, now the pitch to the plate is swung on and bounded right out in front of the plate nice job by Schlebaugh Schlebaugh ran out of the baseline he's already out, they're going to call him out but that advances the runners so now there are runners at second and third with one down as Schlebaugh completes the sacrifice and uh,
1: believe it or not Spidell's grounded in short they actually gave him a hit on that
0: wow Okay. That's why I am not an official (laughs) scorer. He's he's very forgiving. Colton Purdy up to the plate. 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Sheriff, nobody at first base. Runners at second and third. And now Sheriff watches Purdy step out of the batter's box. There's one down here in the sixth. The tying run is at third. Go-ahead run is at second in Spidell. Sheriff comes set, and the pitch to Colton Purdy. Swung on and fouled straight back. 0-1 the count.
1: And if he's able to put one where he put it last time, you know, he's 0-2, but if he could put one uh, where he flied out to last time, he's going to be able to tie this ball game up.
0: 0-1 the count to Purdy. He's got 20 RBIs on the year, but came in hitting only 192. That tells you he hits when it counts. Owen won the count. Purdy right-handed hitter. Sheriff comes to the letters. And the pitch. That's upstairs for a ball. One ball, one strike. I want to thank Ed Wolf Sr. for giving us those reports from the state track meet going on right now at Jesse Odom Stadium. One and one the count. Sheriff, the pitch to Purdy. Swung on and missed. Nice fastball over the outside corner. One and two. And the doctor would order a strikeout here for Sheriff. Steven Spidell is on deck. Coming set is Sheriff. The 1-2 delivery to Colton Purdy. Swung on fly ball That'll left it. field. That'll do it. It's going to Bernie. It's going to go all the way to the fence. And it will bounce up against the fence. Coming home is Weaver. Rounding third is Spidell. He'll score. Purdy's going to round second. He's going to go into third with a triple. Oh, and it go hard! To third base, go! And hit oh. And now, Justin McDowell held Purdy at third. Purdy hit it over the head of Marondino in left field, and the Bears have taken the lead at two to one.
1: Go celebrated celebrate a little too soon, but that throw to third was errant. Went all the way to the backstop. Nobody was there to get it. If he would have been paying attention, he could have scored on that. and Made it three to one. What a job by Colton Purdy. You know, you're just looking for a fly ball to score the runner at third, and he puts a charge into it and burns the left fielder and ends up getting a triple out of it. Well,
0: we've talked about the whole game, Bub, where the outfielders are playing shallow, and that time, boy, he burnt Maradino out in left field. He did. He did. They, they were a little bit
1: extra shallow. I was watching them um, during that at-bat. They were, you know, assuming that they were going to have to throw home. They were ready for it, so they were playing in a little bit. Uh, we're going to get a, a pinch hitter. It's going to be Jarrett Varner for uh, Steven Spidell here. But, yeah, just, uh, again, a, a great job by the junior, Colton Purdy, to, to put a charge into it and get the triple and get the two RBIs.
0: So, this is not Daniel Wobolt. Sorry, this is Jarrett Varner. They are both the same number. They both wear number eleven. But this is Justin Varner. Justin Varner spent the regional tournament being the DH. Comes into the ball game as a pinch hitter, hitting two ninety on the year with six RBIs. The freshman will face off against the Sophomore Sheriff, runner at third base in Purdy, and he swings and hits that one, bloops it down the right field line in foul territory, going back as the first baseman. Clank and he couldn't catch up to it.
1: That's a, They have actually put Doolin out at first base now.
0: Oh, they do have Doolin at first base. Excuse me. So Doolin playing first base for Clank. So Doolin could not catch up with that. Owen one the count now to Varner. Pinch hitting for Steven Spidell. wanza is on deck. There's one down here in the sixth. 2-1, to Waynedale. Pitch to Varner, swung and foul-tipped off the glove of the catcher, Clark. And now the count is 0-2. He's got to get that
1: first step a little bit quicker. Uh, just seems like he's just a tad bit behind uh, Sheriff right now. He's got to get that first step down a little quicker.
0: Sheriff comes set. Getting the lead off third is Purdy. The 0-2 pitch. Curveball upstairs to Jarrett. 1-2 and two the count. Well, I've said all year long, watching Varner, he's got one of the best swings on the varsity team. He just looks good at the plate. One and two the count. Purdy getting the lead off third. Sheriff out of the set. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. So Varner goes down swinging. That's the first strikeout of the ball game registered by Sheriff. And it brings to the plate Jarrett Wanzik. With two down here in the inning but the Bears have taken the lead. At two to one, now sheriff's going to work out of the wind. This is unusual, and the pitch that is a fastball down low. One and zero oh the count. He with one out, he worked out of the stretch, and now with two outs, he's going to work out of the wind. I think well, I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> Sheriff, out of the wind, and that pitch is upstairs to Wanzick, Two and zero. Oh. Nick Strasbaugh is waiting on deck. I tell you, if that kid on, if Strauss Ball was on deck,
1: if he was on third base right now and he was going out of the wind, he would have a hard time not stealing home.
0: Absolutely. And the pitch to the plate. That is a fastball at the knees. Two and one to count. Purdy at third after the two-run triple to give the Bears the lead. The wind by Sheriff and the pitch. That pitch is in tight to Jarrett Wanzick, and the count now is three and one.
1: Sheriff looks like he's starting to labor a little bit down there uh, in the bullpen
0: for Clear Fork. That pitch high and outside to Wanzick, ball four. Is number three, Lane Belcher, six foot senior. Runners at first and third, and Nick Strasbaugh is to the plate. Short style, number 32. Nick, 0 for 3 in the ballgame. Popped out to the catcher, grounded a short, flied to left. And what a good time to release your frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> and Marandino is still playing shallow, so is Staub in center field. The right fielder, Bailey, playing relatively deep. Wanzik getting the lead off first, Purdy at third. The pitch to Nick is down low, nice stop by Clark, ball one. And we've seen, you know, obviously had a few home runs last year, but the
1: regional semis, his first at-bat against Berkshire, putting the ball halfway up the wall. So we know Nick, too, he can burn the left fielder as well.
0: one know the count to Strasbaugh. The pitch to the plate, swung on, fly ball, center field. He just, nope, Staub's going to catch up to it. Hung up, and boy, Staub, he can cover a lot of ground. I'll yeah. give that kid credit. Boy, I thought he had burnt Staub on that one. So Nick flies out to center, but in the inning for the Bears, they take the lead on two runs, on three hits, no errors, and the Bears leave two men on. We head to the bottom of the sixth. It's a close one. It's Waynedale two.
2: 1 800 589 4905 or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Do you own or manage a
0: business? Work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. The Bears take the lead 2-1 to one as we go into the bottom of the sixth inning here from Huntington Park in this Division Three state semifinal game. It will be Mitch Doolin, Caleb Meridino and then the top of the order, Thomas Staub. Bears with a big two-run triple by Colton Purdy. And now they lead it. 2-1, to one, heading into the bottom of the sixth. Doolin, 0-1, for 1. grounded to 30's first time up. He started the game at the mound, and now is the new first baseman. Schlebaugh, for the first time, has been given the lead. 2-1, and the pitch to Doolin. Swung on and fouled straight back. And the same girl standing there behind home plate has to duck away from that in front of the net. All in one.
1: And one. You, you know, it's cliche, but you got to come back to it. What can you do the next inning after you score some runs and take the lead?
0: Shut the team down. That pitch a curveball outside.
1: You know, that's obviously the number one goal. Um, so that's, you know, that's the goal of every inning, but um, it's, it's extra inflated here.
0: One in one the count to Doolin. And the pitch, that's low and outside. Two and one the count. It's also imperative to get the leadoff man out. The Bears got the leadoff hitter on in the last inning and they scored two runs because of it. Same thing that Clearfork did in the fourth. That pitch is down too low. And the count now three and one.
1: I tell you what, that's been a strike all day.
0: It has been, yes. Three and one the count. To Doolin, leadoff man here in the sixth. And the pitch, that is a called strike. <laughs> Doolin was ready to go.
1: Oh, man. Boy, did you
0: see Maradino over in the on deck circle? Boy, he's jumping up and down. Now the home plate umpire is really hearing it.
1: I just think it's funny because that was the exact same spot the pitch before was in.
0: Three and two. Schlebaugh the wind, the pitch. That's low and outside, no doubt about that when he walked him.
1: I think uh, that one looked like he tried to overthrow a little bit, put a little bit extra mustard on that, and just didn't didn't control it as well. So That's we're, the f- uh, we're going to see a, a pinch runner for dueling. It's going to be number 25, 25, Jared Lind, uh five tenth sophomore, and I would ima- imagine we'll see Maradino here lay the bunt down to get to the top of the order.
0: Maradino, 0 for 1 in the ball game. He has struck out. Schlebaugh, matter of fact, he was the last strikeout victim. No, excuse me. Last strikeout victim was Auk. He's got six today. And the throw to first base. Runner at first base is Lind. Lind getting the lead off. And he holds, and that pitch is down low. Mark is throwing a lot of low and outside pitches right now. He's,
1: he's, he's got to find that zone again, find that outside corner that's going to be called a strike. You know what's going to happen. You know he's going to square to lay the bunt down. Um, so just be ready to field it.
0: Lind getting the lead off first. Weaver holding him. He's holding. That pitch outside and low again, 2-0. Justin McDowell stepping outside the Bears' dugout, yelling something out to Schlebaugh. And he's having trouble finding his location here in the inning. Leadoff man got aboard. Now Lind running for him, and Doolin at first base. And the pitch is low and outside again. Three and zero. And again, you know what's going to happen. You know he's looking to lay the
1: bunt down. You just got to put it, put one into him, and not give him a free base runner.
0: So it's three and zero. Aaron Spidell walked out to give Schleybaugh the ball. It's two to one Weingard here in the bottom of the sixth. Maradino, the number nine hitter, and then the top of the order, Thomas Staub. Runner at first base is Lind, getting a short lead off first base. Three and zero, oh. and the pitch to Maradino. That's a strike over the outside corner. Three and one, the count. Maradino squared to Bump but pulled the bat back right away. It was more for show, not for go there. Three and one. And the pitch to the plate. That's outside and low ball for He walked it. Back-to-back walks by Schlebaugh. And now Justin McDowell is going to walk to the mound and have a chat with his starting pitcher. It's a hot day. It's about 82 degrees right now. Again, not, you know,
1: not a good start to the inning. Um, as we said, you don't want to get that leadoff runner on and then, you know, you got a guy who's up there who's willing to, to sacrifice himself. You know, they're willing to give up an out to get a runner on to second. And you put him on base with a free pass and now nobody out. Um, and now, to add on to it, you're going to the top of the lineup. Um, you know, Clearfork, Clearfork's got two hits, and one of them is by the kid coming to the plate. So, um, you know, you really got to bear down here defensively and on the mound and, and really got to be careful not to give him something too good to
0: hit. Lind is at second, and now the runner, Meridino, is at first. Staub struck out his first time up and singled his last time up. Stole a base and came around to score the only run of the game for Clearfork on the base hit by Luke Clark. It's 2-1, Wayndale on two runs in the top of this inning. But Clearfork trying to bounce right back with runners at first and second. Shane Weaver is going to play in at first base. Camacho's even with the bag at third. Staub one for two and now the throw to second base and back in time is Lind. Marcus back up on top of the hill there's nobody down here in the sixth and the top of the order is up now for the Colts and the pitch to Staub that pitch is off the inside corner. Ball one you know, I've never been able to understand that why a home plate umpire strike zone in the last innings suddenly gets different than it was early in the game. One and know the count to Staub. And the pitch to the plate, Staub squares the bunt. He offered it that thing. And a throw it down to second base is not in time. Wow. I'm not so sure he didn't have him because Nick came up with the ball and the guy slid right into it. Lind. Yeah,
1: you had a wasn't the greatest of throws he had to scoop it up a, a better throw and he would have been dead um, and helped erase that little bit of the threat here but again Marcus they're giving up an out for you. You gotta throw a strike here.
0: 2-0 the count to Staub. He squares and he pulls the bat back now 3-0. and o. I'm not sure what is a strike right now. Just see, He's
1: missing in the, in the same spot it seems like and it just seems to be a little bit too low and um you know, again, if you got to take something off off the ball to throw a strike, then do it. You know, it doesn't have to be over 80 all the time.
0: Three and zero, the count. The pitch to Staub, and that's a strike at the heart of the plate. Three and one now, the count. Nobody down here in the inning. Tying run is at second. Go ahead, run for Fork at first. Lind, the tying run at second. The three-one pitch to Staub. That pitch is bunted foul. And the count now 3-2. and So Staub, the bunt was still on. And the count now 3-2, and and now Camacho is going to back up at third. So is Weaver at first. He'll play on the grass. Just off the grass at first base. On deck is Hunter Boyer.
1: Parker Snyder warming warming up in the Wayndale bullpen.
0: He just started warming up. And the payoff pitch to Staub. That is swung on and pop foul right back here to the left of us, and That would have been about 15 feet to the right. We would have had a shot. And the count stays full. Three and two. And here comes the ball girl. (laughs) Chase that one down. Three and two the count. And the pitch to Staub. That is inside and low for a ball. And he's walked the bases loaded. Marcus had impeccable control through the first five innings and here in this inning he has walked the bases loaded nobody out now the infield will come in and play for the play at home two to one clear it. down by a run and they've got the tying run at third base and it brings to the plate hunter boyer boyer in the ball game is lined to first fly to right he's 0 for 2 bases are loaded Middle of the infield's gonna play at double play depth, almost like they're gonna give up the run to get the double play. Schleybaugh, the pitch to the plate again, outside and low for a ball. And Schneider is gonna warm up a little quicker down the left field line. Coming set is Schleybaugh. And the 1-0 pitch, that's a swing and a miss. One and one the count. Luke Clark is on deck. He leads the team in RBIs with 30. Lind with the leadoff of third. At second is Maradino. The 2-1 swung on and fly ball down the right field side, and it'll go out of play foul. And it bounces into the stands and right into the glove of Jarrett Wanzick. and he'll get it back in. And the count now is 1-2. and two. I'm surprised that the Bears are playing a double play depth in the middle of the infield
1: yeah, I, I'm a little bit shocked by that too
0: one and two Schlebaugh comes set and the pitch to Boyer swung on in line to the glove of off the glove of Purdy into right field tying run will score and the bases stay loaded we are tied at two as Lind comes home to score and the bases are still loaded, with nobody out. Bunner Foyer comes through with the RBI single.
1: It just looked like Colton didn't get a great read of the ball right off the bat, and then number two, I think he was also thinking of going right back to first after the catch to try to get the double play instead of making the catch first. Now, obviously, here you're you're in a, a huge uh, dangerous danger zone if you're the Bears.
0: Number three and four hitters are coming up. Clark is one for two in the ballgame. Nobody down. That pitch swung on and grounded wide of first and foul. 0-1 the count. We're tied at two, but the bases are still loaded, and there is nobody out here in the sixth. Meridino is at third. Staub at second. Boyer at first infield now in for the Bears to cut down the run at home and the pitch to Clark curveball just upstairs for a ball one and one all the praise that I gave the home plate umpire in the first six first five innings just went out the window (laughs) I'm not sure what his strike zone is now one and one the count and the pitch swung on fly ball left center field coming over is Weaver tagging at third is Maradino. Weaver grabs it. He's going to throw into shortstop. Maradino going to tag and the no throw to home. He'll slide in and the Colts have the lead at three to two. So Clark has driven home two runs here in the ball game. Maradino comes home to score and it is now three to two here in the bottom of the sixth. Runners now stay at first and second, and it brings up...
2: Jalen
0: Sheriff. Sheriff. Jalen Sheriff will now be the hitter as he came in for Klink. Klink left the ball game when Doolin moved to first base. So Sheriff will come to the plate with runners at first and second. There go the runners. Throw down to third. Base is not in time! Now I will tell you this: If Spidel was out at third in the first inning, he was out at third. Yeah.
1: Spidel put that right where it needed to be. Man, he didn't even have to move his glove to make that tag. That umpire was in no position to make that call to see the tag. Um, just,
0: just a bad call. Runners at second and third. Colts trying to add to their lead. It's three to two. The 0-1 pitch to Sheriff. Swung on, and now there was a suicide squeeze. Throw back to third base. They got the runner there. Nice play as it was a high and outside pitch. Sheriff couldn't get the bunt down. Spidel came out, threw it down to third, and they picked the runner off of third base in Staub. So a big out there for the Bears. Two down. Runner stays at second base in Hunter Boyer. And Sheriff down in the count 0-2. Bailey is on deck. Big defensive play for the Bears. Coming set is Schleybaugh. And the 0-2 pitch to the plate. That's just off the outside corner for a ball. One and two. And again, you're right. That that pitch early in the game was a strike. (laughs) I I don't get it. I don't know. One and two the count. Two down here in the bottom of the sixth. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Strike three. So the Bears get out of the inning, but the Colts take the lead on two runs here in the inning. Just one base hit. They leave one man on and no Wayndale errors. And as we head to the seventh inning of play, it is now clear three, Wayndale, two. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10. Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight. And Sunday, 11 to 8. Located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidell Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Back at Huntington Park, Clear Fork leads it here in the top of the 7th, 3-2, to but... Giving you an update from Jesse Owens Stadium here in Columbus at the state track meet. Sammy Ice and Denise uh, McComer cleared 11 feet 4 inches, and they are still in at 11 feet 8 inches, and there are seven girls left, so they're still in it. Good for them. Bears need a run here in the inning to move into the state championship game. Ryan Weaver leads it off for the Bears here in the seventh inning. Sheriff the wide and the pitch. That's a check swing over the outside corner for a strike. That was not a strike in the bottom of the inning. 0-1 the count to Weaver. And the pitch. That is a strike (laughs) at the knees. 0-2. Now he is back to the strike zone that he had the first five innings. 0-2 the count to Ryan. Reidenbaugh is on deck. That pitch is outside for a ball. One and two the count. Bears need a run or Clearfork moves into the state title game against Highland tomorrow. The one-two pitch to Weaver. Swung on and line foul over the third base dugout into the screen. And then bounces into the dugout. Counts is one and two. Ryan in the ball game. One for three. One and two the count. Sheriff out of the wind. And the pitch to the plate. That's high and outside, two and two. Well, as Fred McLeod says, it's white knuckle time. <laughs> two and two the count. Sheriff a deep breath. Now moves into the wind. And the two-two swung on and fouled over the third base side and out of play again. And the count stays two and two. Somebody down there got a... Short-term souvenir. Just in time to look over the ball and then have to give it up. Two and two the count to Weaver. The wind and the pitch swung on and lined in the left center field for a base hit. Right over the shortstop Boyer's head. Weaver's on it first with a single. There you go. The leadoff man is on.
1: uh, Again, Clark's got a very good arm behind the plate, so I doubt we'll see Ryan taking off. And something right I've and noticed throughout Ryan the year, off. too, with Ryan, he doesn't get a very big lead. Um, I'm not sure if he's worried about getting picked off, but uh, you know, Evan's going to have to try to move him over without a steal.
0: Rydenbaugh has got two hits today. And he bunts it. Foul. Boy, that thing came in high and inside, and he couldn't pull the bat back in time, but he in a defensive mode, bunted it, foul. 0-1 the count.
1: Well, that's what, you know, as a pitcher, you're kind of taught to do is if they square to bunt for a sacrifice, you try to go inside and make it difficult for them.
0: Weaver, short lead at first, about three steps. And the pitch to ball He bunts it right out back to the mound. Sheriff's going to pick it up, throw to first base in time, and Weaver goes to second. So that sets up Shane and Spidell to try to bring him home. Rydenbaugh with the sacrifice. One down and Shane Weaver is up to the plate now. He is one for three today with a run scored. His last time up he singled to left. A base hit here would probably tie the game.
1: I, I would agree with you.
0: Sheriff Steps off the back of the mound, and Weaver goes scurrying back to second base. Now Sheriff up on top of the hill, Shane Weaver. Now they're just going to intentionally walk Weaver. So rather than pitch to Weaver, they will just intentionally walk him. That sets up the double play, and it brings up Aaron Spidel. And now Rusty Staub is going to walk to the home plate umpire and have a chat with him. And now he's going to go out and talk with sheriff in his infield.
1: He's uh, again just kind of killing some time. Lane Belcher is down there warming up again in the bullpen for Clearfork, uh, so he may uh, maybe buying a little bit of time and, you know, obviously going to talk about what he wants his team to do. Um, but you know, again, as you said, this is white knuckle time. Belcher's throwing a lot of pitches down in the bullpen. He has. I mean, he's he's got to be ready. You would think that he's ready. He was warming up last inning and started this inning warming up as well. So I would imagine that he's he's good to go. Um, maybe Staub just wants to see what's 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 going to happen here with Spidel gonna- I, I would imagine maybe if he gets on, he'll bring in Belcher. Um, but maybe if he gets
0: Spidel out, he'll leave uh, he'll leave him in there. Aaron is two for three in the ball game. He talked with Justin McDonald and went down and talked to Brandon Giles. Brandon had a word with Shane Weaver, so let's see if the Bears are putting something on here. One down, and Spidell, that bounces in front of the plate from Sheriff. 1-0 and o the count. Nice stop by Clark. Runners cannot advance. 1-0. and o. Schlebaugh is on deck. One down. Tying run, and Ryan Weaver is at second. Shane Weaver at first base is the go-ahead run if he can come around. Three to two, clear fork here in the seventh, and the pitch to Spidel takes that pitch up high for a ball. Two and zero oh now the count to Aaron. The more tensions rise in this game, Pat, I think the more the strike zone shortens. <laughs> two and zero oh the count. Sheriff peers out at the runners, that pitch swung on and grounded, past the third baseman, and down the left field line, and now what in the world was Weaver doing? Ryan Weaver had the go sign to home, he had the winning, the tying run scored, and he just stood at third base and watched the play develop in front of him.
1: He he wasn't watching, it's something you're taught since you start playing baseball in Little League, You, you turn and you look at the coach to see if he's sending you, he was watching the ball instead. Oh boy. Hopefully that's
0: something that doesn't come back to bite the bears. Now Schleybaugh and there's going to be a pitching change here in the ball game. Sheriff is going to be taken out of the ball game and they are going to be bringing into the contest. It'll be, uh, number
1: be- three, Lane Belcher.
0: Lane Belcher will be coming in to relieve. So there is a timeout on the field. For a pitching change, and we will be right back. This Waynedale Golden Bears broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Casa De Sasi, Lem's Pizza, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
2: They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Ohio is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, they just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Well, let's hope that doesn't come back to haunt the Bears. Ryan Weaver had the run-tying score in his lap and for some reason just stopped at third base. Justin McDowell was in the third base coach's box waving him home and he just stopped at third. Yeah, again, just wasn't, was watching the left fielder field the ball instead of watching, uh, Coach
1: McDowell. But you know what? A, a good job by seniors Shane Weaver and, uh, Aaron Spidell out there to, I'll give him high fives and probably tell him, you know, shake it off. We're going to get another one, and you're going to score it. Um, so, you know, just another example for these these seniors of, of great leadership.
0: They have really matured over the last year. So Lane Belcher is the pitcher. Belcher, right-hander. What year is he? He is a senior. Six he foot is a senior. A senior, six-foot. Marcus Schlebaugh comes up with the bases loaded. Clearfork is playing at double play depth in the middle of the infield. They're going to go for the win. One down here in the seventh. Bears have the bases juiced. And Schlebaugh to the plate. And the first pitch is taken low and outside. Nice stop by Clark as he went wide of the right, left-handed batter's batter's box to stop that one from being a wild
1: pitch. I can see why he's all OCC catcher, um, you know, leading the team in RBIs, just gets it done, and, and he's great defensively.
0: They are strong up the middle, Staub in center, and Clark behind the plate. 1-0 the count to Schlebaugh, and the pitch, swung on, lined into left field, it'll go down the line! picked up by the left fielder Maradino coming home is Weaver from third he's going to come in to score and the Bears take the lead at 4-3 to three on the base hit down the left field line by Mr. Clutch Marcus Schlebaugh
1: and that's that's one of the reasons not only his pitching but what he's done in the field and at the plate as well this year that's the reason why he's the league MVP um, again as you said he, he's just clutch you know, it, it's almost like he took those runs that he gave up in the bottom of the six upon himself, and he said, if I get a chance to do something in this inning, I'm going to do it. And, and that's what he did, and that's what you
0: expect out of your seniors. So the Bears have come back with two runs of their own here in the seventh to lead at 4-3, to three and Colton Purdy is up. Purdy had the triple to give the Bears the lead in the last inning. He's one for three. Runners at first and second, and that pitch is taken low and inside for a ball. And while we've got this opportunity, a quick update from Jesse Owens Stadium. Sammy Ice is still in at 11-8. Denise Mackamer is out at 11-8. So Sammy Ice is still in it. That pitch down low. Nice stop by Clark again as he got his body in front of it and bounced out in front of the plate 2-0. Well,
1: if she was in the uh, the top seven, then I believe the top eight gets you... All Ohio status. So, uh, congratulations to her to be able to do that her senior year. I believe a uh, Youngstown State commit.
0: Two and zero the count. That pitch is upstairs. Ball three. Purdy had to duck out of the way of that one. Three and zero. Boy, another run here would look very, very good. Coming set is Belcher. And the pitch, that's a strike at the knees. Taking all the way was Purdy. Three and one the count. On, on deck is Jarrett Varner. Three and one the count now to Purdy. Spidell at second. Schleybaugh at first. One down. The pitch swung on it, grounded to third. Goes right underneath the glove of Auk. Rounding third is Spidel. He's gonna come home. Here's the throw from left field. Spidel is in safely. Rounding third, and holding right there will be Schleybaugh. And going into second on the throw is Purdy. Back to back base hits by Purdy. And the Bears lead it now five to three.
1: It's a great day for Colton Purdy. I it mean is. When, when he's needed to come up big, he's done it. And of all that was
0: ruled an error. <laughs> so no RBI. That's the first error of the game. But Schlebaugh goes down to third, and Purdy is at second. So runners at second and third, still one out. And Jarrett Varner is to the plate, and the Bears have got the lead now at 5-3. to three. And the infield moving in for Clearfork. Belcher comes set, checks the runners. Purdy at second, Schlebaugh at first, Varner grounds it to third, coming in his lock, he's going to hold it, and he's got now Schlebaugh in a rundown between third and home. Now the throw to the third baseman, Schlebaugh reverses his field, he's going to hold it up there, and now he's going to get back to third base safely! For some reason, the pitcher, Belcher, didn't throw the ball to third. (laughs) Schleybaugh got back to third safely, so the infield, fielder's choice, and the bases are loaded. I don't know what he was doing. Once uh, Marcus actually
1: turned and, and started running backwards and turned his back to the throw, all he had to do was flip it back to
0: the catcher who was covering third base, and I think they had Marcus Marcus dead. Evan Reidenbaugh is warming up down the left field line too, Bub. I wonder if that's that's going to be it for Schleybaugh is going to leave the ball game. I would think he'll come out and pitch in the next inning. Who's coming in to run for him? I can't tell who that is at third base coming in to run for Marcus Schlebaugh.
1: I can't tell either.
0: It's one thing about the Bears uniforms, the gold numerals, they are hard to see. Jarrett wants it, comes up with the bases loaded. One down still here in the seventh. That pitch low and outside for a ball. Is that number 24? Looks like it's definitely a two. Jeremy Kime. It's Jeremy Kime. Okay, Kime is at third base, running for Schleba. Coming set is Belcher with the bases loaded. The 1-0 to Wanzick. low and outside ball two. And the Waynedale crowd is <laughs> getting into it. Definitely so. This is a good crowd here this afternoon at Huntington Park. It holds about 10,000, and it's about half filled here today. Two and zero the count. The pitch to Wanzick swung on fly ball That's out sending. into right center field. Kime's going to tag third right fielder Bailey. He's going to catch it. Kime's going to come home. Here's the throw to the plate. Not in time. Kime ran into the catcher, but managed to slide home and the Bears lead it now six to three on the sacrifice fly by Jarrett Wanzick. Hey,
1: it's a run. Um, it's a good thing he clipped the catcher because those two body frames just don't match up. Um, he just clipped them and, and laid them out. But, uh, again, it, it's another run for the Bears. Um, and it, turn it over to top of the order. And, again, a kid who struggled today, but I'm sure he'd
0: want to make up for it now of finding the gap somewhere. Nick Strasbaugh comes up to the plate. He is 0 for 4 in the ballgame. Runners now at first and second for the Bears. Two down, and that pitch is a curved ball over the outside corner for a called strike. 0-1 the count. Colton Purdy is at second. At first base is Varner. They're getting their leads off of first and second, and the 0-1 is low and outside to Nick. 1-1 the count. Bears have battered around here in the seventh, and they lead it 6-3. to Winner of this game plays... Tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock here at Huntington Park against Highland, who won earlier today 3 to nothing.
1: The designated hitter for Clear Fork, uh, Jared Smith, is warming up in their bullpen. A little submarine-style pitcher.
0: Ah, Joe Smith will be coming into the game. Kent to Colby. That was way before your time. 1-1 one one the count. Dave Ludeman, listening at work, can remember Kent Colby. One and one the count. That pitch swung on and popped up on the infield. Coming back again as the catcher. Clark, he can't catch up to it. Runs into the backstop. Boy, he ran right into the backstop with his right shoulder, and he is down and hurt. And now he's up, and he's all right. But the ball fell safely, and the count now is one and two to Nick. I'm impressed with him. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. He's, he's a, a really good ball player. He and Staub I have really been impressed with. Uh, Dharmafar from Illyria Catholic I was impressed with in center field, but Staub is right up there with him. As, as far as his range
1: and being able to get the balls, yeah,
0: I would agree with you. One and two the count. Now to Nick. Coming set is Belcher. Checks the runners at first and second. The pitch swung on and foul tipped and goes to the backstop, so Nick just stays alive. Count stays at one and two. In the bottom of the inning, it will be the five, six, and seven hitters Bailey, Smith, and Alk for Clearfork. Two down here in the seventh. Bears lead it 6-3. Coming set is Belcher. The pitch, curveball, swung on it, grounded it short. Nice stop by the shortstop. Throws to third base to Alk. Boyer threw it to third in time. And that will end the inning for the Bears here in the seventh. But in the inning, the Bears pick up four runs in the inning on... Four base hits, two runners left on, and as we head to the bottom of the seventh, the Bears are three outs away from the state championship game. It's Waynedale six, Clearfork three. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community. From snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Dale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, while we were off the air, I was telling Bub, I changed pencils that inning. <laughs> I went back to the red pencil that the Bears won against Elyria Catholic just at the top of the seventh, and the Bears came up with six runs. So if they win this game, Pat, and I don't use the red pencil tomorrow kick me <laughs> it is 6-3, Dale 3 outs away from the state championship game and it will be Gavin Bailey who's 0 for 2, Jared Smith who's 0 for 2, and Hunter Auk who's 0 for 2, and Marcus Schlebaugh will stay in the ball game and try to go for his 10th win of the year right there, number 29, Gavin Bailey. Bailey has struck out fly to center Let's see if Marcus can keep his control in this inning. He ran into trouble walking three in a row in the last inning. And that pitch is a strike over the outside corner. The last inning, Pat, that was not a strike. No, I, I think,
1: again, Marcus's problem last inning was he was getting the ball a little bit too low. Um, that
0: one he worked up a little bit. 0 one the count. Swung on, fouled down the right field side. Wands it, gives chase, but it will go back into the seats. And the count is 0-2. What a comeback. Four in the sixth. Down three to two. Bears with four. Now lead it six to three. Three outs away from a date tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock against you know who. Oh, and two the count. That pitch swung on and fouled down the right field side and up into the loges. Shatterproof glass. Good investment in the <laughs> ballpark. 0-2, <laughs> the count stays to Bailey. Camacho, just about a step behind the bag at third. 0-2, the count. The wind by Schlebaugh. The pitch, high and outside for a ball, 1-2. And, 2.
1: and he's, he's you know still doing a good job of, of working that outside corner.
0: Marcus, into the wind. The 1-2 pitch to Bailey. That pitch is a check swing on an inside fastball, and the count evens 2-2. Two and two. That topped out at 83, so he's still throwing as hard as he was earlier in the game.
1: Yeah, we've seen that all year. Um, really, just the one bad inning last inning, which is very un- uncharacteristic of Marcus.
0: 2-2 two and two the count to Bailey. The leadoff man here in the seventh, and the pitch swung on and fouled back. And the count stays two and two.
1: I'm not so sure. I, I don't know what's in his arsenal, Marcus, but I'm not so sure. I wouldn't uh, maybe throw a curveball here. He's fouled off the fastball. He's got the timing on a little bit. Maybe switch him up with a little curveball.
0: And the two-two pitch. That pitch is a curveball over the inside corner for a strike three Called. Good call. <laughs> got him looking. Bailey backed away from it and it broke right over the inside corner. That's eight strikeouts in the ball game for Schleyball one down Here in the bottom of the seventh it's six to three Waynedale, and Smith the DH takes that pitch upstairs for a ball
1: Rick Manning I'm coming after
0: you <laughs> oh My Want to know the count the pitch that's a strike over the outside corner that was an 84 <laughs> mile an hour <laughs> he's, fastball he's
1: getting juiced up a little bit out there uh, but hey if he wants to put a little more velocity on it and still find the zone that's perfectly fine
0: one and one the pitch to Smith swung on fly ball left field coming over his Weaver came in now goes back and dropped the ball <laughs> Weaver in left center field picks it up throws it into second base and in with a slide is Jared Smith That's gotta be an error on Weaver. A two-base error allowing Smith to get to second base. Uh, Yeah, they, they
1: ruled it an error. Pretty easy call. At least you would think to rule that an error. Um, but just looked like it was, again, something he got a bad read off of off the bat and then maybe a, maybe it hung up in the sun a little bit, um, or these clouds, you know. Obviously both teams are playing with different backdrops than they're used to.
0: Hunter Ock, the third baseman, 0 for 2 in the ball game. He struck out both times. That pitch is low and outside for a ball. One and 0 the count. Bears lead at six to three. So that run out at second base really means nothing right now. And the pitch, that's a strike over the outside part of the plate. One and one. Mitch Doolin is on deck. Schleybaugh. Not really even concerned with the runner at second base in Smith. And the pitch swung on fly ball right field. Jarrett Wanzik moves to his left. He's got it. Throw back in and there are two away. Auk flies to right and the Bears are an out away from playing tomorrow at four in the afternoon. First base the year, Mitch Doolin, Mitch Doolin Grounded to third, walked and scored in the last inning. He is 0 for 1. Bears just an out away from the state championship game. Can you believe it? schleybaugh comes set. The pitch swung on, fouled right back here. And it will go right into the P of the Huntington Park sign and bounce back downstairs. About a few rows right in front of us. Yeah, got to be on your toes out here. That's right. And a little child was going to grab that ball, and the ball boy took it away from him. The old one, swung on, fly ball, left field. That's got a juice, but Weaver has got a beat on it. He's under it. He's got it, and the Bears are in the state championship game tomorrow at four. The dream matchup is a reality. It's going to be Highland and Wayndale in the state championship game for Division Three. Tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock, right back here from Huntington Park. Bub, what a comeback. That was, you
1: know, as we kind of said the whole game, you're kind of sitting here looking at the scoreboard, looking at the amount of hits, and you're like, this doesn't look right. We shouldn't be down. Um, But again, you know, par for the course, as the Bears have done all all tournament long, they found a way to make some plays and, and come back and tie the ball game and take the lead
0: unbelievable ball game they come back and win it a standing o from the brown and gold fans behind the third base dugout Dale will play tomorrow against highland we're going to be back here from huntington park pat and i will wrap things up here in this one a 6 to 3 bears victory we'll be back right after these timeouts the ample creek banking company has remained independent for over 110 years as a true community bank apple creek bank is invested in the communities it serves and the local businesses that operate in those communities stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about shop local eat local bank local the apple creek banking company locally owned community driven member fdic equal housing lender.
2: One 4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com.
0: You know when you all the cold weather, all the rain, the bright sunshine, you get rainouts. You just don't aren't able to get yourself situated into a season, and it comes right down to it, Pat. And now you're in the state championship game tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock.
1: Yeah, what a what a, what a run so far by the Bears and. You know, obviously, um, a, a great accomplishment to get there. But let's get in the mentality. But that we're not here just to be here. You know, you got to feel pretty good about your chances. You're you're in the game tomorrow, not facing the kid who hasn't given up a run in what 115 innings straight. Um, you know, not saying that they're going against some scrub. Uh, they'll be going against a good pitcher. But uh, you know, you you got to feel good. Relish this win. Come back tomorrow and get after it. Try to stay in the ball game. Try to get some hits. String things together. Do the clutch things you didn't do today in the first in the beginning part of the game, and see what happens at the end of seven innings.
0: All right, we can look forward a little bit. It'll be Matt Masaro who's six and zero tomorrow for Highland. Mitch Masaro. Mitch Masaro. Sorry, <laughs> got it confused. <laughs> you know, I, I watched Greg grow up with Matt. So Mitch Masaro. Will be six and zero, and he will throw against the Bears tomorrow against Evan Rydenbaugh. Evan, the number two man, he will go into the ball game tomorrow with a record of four and three and a one point seven zero ERA. Biggest game he will ever pitch in his life.
1: Yeah, um, but you know you rested on the on the shoulders of a senior. Uh, Evan's a kid that's consistently made plays, especially this year in basketball, and, and you know made plays today, getting hits and um, so. There's two guys you're going to rely on. One's Marcus, one's Evan. Um, Marcus is going to have to play third base tomorrow, and they're going to look to Evan to, to shut it out. And an interesting note that we were told before the ball game, um, both starting pitchers are from the small little village of Holmesville. Um, at least that's their address. You know, Obviously, um, not neighbors, but right on that line of, of the school district, as we talked about before, um, so that's something that's uh, that's pretty neat for for the uh, Wayne and Holmes area. And
0: some of these kids have played little league together. They've played uh, legion
1: ball together. They they've played together. They played a, against each other in uh, in all star tournaments. Um, so they're very familiar, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a competitive game for each team, um, but somebody's going to get bragging rights.
0: What the athletic directors of both Waynedale and Highland couldn't do. The OHSAA has done. It will be Waynedale and Highland tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. And more good news. Sammy Ice got second in the state pole vault this year at 12 feet. I think that was her best vault of the year.
1: I think so, too. Uh, congratulations to her. That improves, I believe it was third last year. So every year just continues to improve. Um, so, uh... Good news for her and her uh, relationship that she's in. Um, so, but I know she's probably going to be pretty happy that not only uh, that she got second place, um, but she's also going to be happy that she's going to be able to see a Dale baseball game at least
0: one more or one more time this year. And speaking of relationship news, we might as well bring this up. Who does Erin Spidell's girlfriend sit with? She's from <laughs> Highland. Where will she be sitting? Right dead center, right at home plate? Uh, I think she's uh, put her <laughs> devotions uh, towards towards the Waynedale, So it, I'm sure
1: she'll be, she may be in neutral colors, but I'm sure she'll be on the Waynedale side tomorrow.
0: All right, we'll be back to wrap things up and give away our LEMS pizza star of the game live from Huntington Park here in Columbus. The Bears win it 6-3. to Tired of the same old national pizza chains? Try Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, sponsor of tonight's Star of the Game. Locally owned and operated since 1996, Lem's Pizza offers the best in pizza, subs, wings, and now 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service, delivering value every time with a hometown personal touch. Lem's Pizza is a proud supporter of Wayndale Athletics. Like us on Facebook. Order now by calling 695-7111. Well, this was actually a pretty long baseball game. The th- game got over at 3.15, so it was two hours and 15 minutes that we played here today. Marcus Schlebaugh going the distance. Seven innings, he's now 10-0 and on the year. Gave up three hits, three runs on the afternoon. Walked three. He had trouble in that sixth inning, Pat. Struck out eight. If you take away that sixth inning, he was outstanding today.
1: Yeah, he, he was, you know... But, again, you know, we kind of talked about this isn't like Marcus, you know. But then you look at the, the line score at the end of the game, and it's really pretty good. Uh, you know, just giving up three hits, Would you say, struck out eight? Yes. You know, just and three walks, you know, that's that's a pretty good game for a lot of pitchers, um, just not Marcus. But give credit to Clearfork. Fork. Um, any mistake that, that Marcus did, they, they were able to jump on. Um, and, again, still having a good game and, and them able to put three runs up on the board. Um, kudos to them for, for their clutch hitting. And, again, uh, a young team. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they can do uh, these next two or three years.
0: So your final line score here this afternoon for Waynedale: six runs, 13 hits in the ball game. Pat. One error. They left nine men on base. For Clear three runs on three hits, one error two men left on base we talked about the pregame show two things you've got to get the leadoff man out each inning that's an imperative thing in tournament baseball and the second thing we felt if the bears could score four runs or more they'd have a shot at winning this game they did yep
1: that's uh you know clear fork through the tournament has, has scored i think five of their four or five of their wins they've scored four runs so uh, we talked about on the way down. If you can put four runs up, you're either going to go into extra innings or you're going to have a chance to win it, especially with Marcus on the mound. And um, you know, obviously, that's what they did. So uh, with the six runs, so um, you know, they were able to, at the end of the day, do the things they need to do to to win this ball game and
0: uh, continue their march on and play one more game. One more game. That's tomorrow at four. Right back here at Huntington Park, we'll have it for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We'll be back to wrap things up and give away our Lem's Pizza start of the game right after this final timeout. At Lem's Pizza in Fredericksburg, you get a pizza you won't get anywhere else. There's a reason we've been in business since 1996. We use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. We not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza, open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 2. And we're open until 9 on Sunday through Thursday until 10, Friday and Saturday. It's not just pizza, it's Lem's Pizza on the square of Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, 695-7111. Pat, I want to say this. Every team goes into every year dreaming of winning a state title. Dreaming of just getting to the state tournament. This team has not only gotten there, but they are 21 outs from winning a state championship. You yeah. can't get any better than that.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's just great for these seniors. Um, you know, they've been talked up since they were uh, in junior high, even before that elementary school, about the things that they can do. Um, you know, maybe a little disappointing season on on the football field uh, for them. Uh, you know, a good year on the basketball court, but everybody you know when you look down at it everybody knew their best sport as a group was always baseball um so for them to be able to display that and put their names in the record book as a team um i know they wouldn't want it any other way uh because they just love each other love playing with each other uh, on the on the field and on the court so um you know just just again something they wouldn't
0: want to have any other way well Hey, when you get the baseball out on the mound and you got a guy up to the plate, you got a 50-50 shot of winning and losing, and that's what's going to happen tomorrow. The dream matchup is now reality. Aaron Dorkson talked about it in the paper. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Everybody did. Nobody wanted to, but everybody <laughs> did. Highland and Waynedale, and it's become a reality tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock.
1: Yeah, just, uh, again, just an exciting thing. I mean, of how big Ohio is and, and how many counties are in there, the... <laughs> The two teams that are separated by 14 miles uh, are going to play in the state championship game. Um, just an exciting thing, and um, I think people are going to be asking, "What are they putting the water up there to get such good baseball players?" Um, but again, both teams are going to be excited, and and it adds a little bit of, of extra intrigue to the game as well. Well, we're excited. Yeah, we're
0: we're definitely excited. <laughs> so the Bears win it here this afternoon, six to three. I don't think there's any doubt who we're going to give our Lemp's Pizza star of the game to. It's going to be Colton Purdy here this afternoon.
1: Yeah, just a, a great game by Colton. Hit the uh, the go ahead triple uh, early in the game and then added a, another RBI in that last inning. And, um, you know, just just great to see him come through as a junior for these seniors. Um, and again, they're a group that they don't care who does it. Uh, just as long as somebody does, whether it's a freshman or, or a sophomore or a junior or senior, um, and Colton today stepped up for the Bears and
0: uh, was able to produce half their runs. And I don't think Mark Lemon's going to care about this. I'm going to give a special Lem's Pizza start of the game to Sammy Ice. Sammy Ice for finishing second in the state pole vault. I think she deserves one, too. So I'm going to give a, a special Lem's Pizza start of the game. We'll have to give it to her tomorrow <laughs> but because I know she's rather busy today, but we'll give her one also for finishing second at Jesse Owen Stadium with a vault of 12 feet. And as far as Bub and I know, that's the best that she's done. So congratulations to her also. Pat, one final word. What do you think about it? Tomorrow's game. You're there. You know, just get there and see what happens. Um,
1: obviously, nerves are going to be high, so that can affect some things. Um, but, again, get there. Step up to the to the plate, so to speak. Um
0: and just have fun, go play baseball, and and see what happens. Absolutely. So tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock, it is Highland and Wayndale playing for the Division Three State Championship. It will be Evan Rydenbaugh throwing for the Bears and Mitch Massaro throwing for the Highland Hawks. That'll be tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Bub and I will be on the air with the pregame show at about three forty tomorrow afternoon. Hope you join us then here from. Huntington Park. We've got a ton of people to thank here this afternoon. First of all, the OHSAA, our super sponsors including all of our normal sponsors but also the Fredericksburg American Legion and Klazak Kitchen, uh, Kitchen and Plumbing. want to thank them for helping us out here this afternoon. Also want to thank the athletic directors of both schools, Rusty Staub at Clear Fork, Chris Lapish at Waynedale, Justin McDowell at Waynedale High School, the head coach, Greg Mitchell for producing this afternoon's show. Also to Mandy Wanzik for helping us post things on Facebook. To Patrick for helping us out here this afternoon. But most of all, our thanks go out to you for listening here this afternoon. The Bears are in the state championship game. Don't pinch yourself, it is true. They're in the state title game tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. We'll be back on the air at 3.40 with the pregame show one last time here from Huntington Park. I'm Dave Mitchell for Patrick Mitchell, reminding you once again, your final score here today from Huntington Park. It was Wayndale 6, Clear Fork 3. The state title is 21 outs away. Have a good afternoon, everybody. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball. Today's game has been brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 330-830-9760. The Apple Creek Bank. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. p Bank. The Fredericksburg American Legion. Clay's Act Kitchens and Yoder Builders. And also by these sponsors, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg, and Shout Brothers Farms. Wayndale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com.